Moto One Podcast Network. All right, everybody, listen up. On this week's show, there are kids. If you don't want to hear the kids, skip to about 45 minutes ahead of now. If you uh, want to hear motorcycle-related talk, skip to 45 minutes ahead of now. But these are crazy times. We made a couple crazy stories. This episode is kid-friendly, obviously. So if you're an adult that doesn't have kids and have never been around kids, listen to the show. Maybe it'll change your mind that you should never have kids and uh, whip out the good stuff. All right, let's get into this week's Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. Welcome to the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. Today we're doing a kid-friendly episode, so none of the bad words or cuss words that Wigan uses, if he uses any bad words or cuss words. <laughs> um, Take that, Wiggins. <laughs> so, um, let's start. All right. Welcome to Creative Riding. This is... A fartabulous show. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Plus fart. That sound effects yeah. I'm, I'm, wasn't I'm, really I'm, funny. Actually. We got sound effects galore. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm here too. Just yeah. Know. So in the studio with us tonight, we have Ninja Baby. Can you inter- can you say your name so we know what you sound like? And Mr. Fart. And, That's you. And Mr. Oh. Fart. No, I'm not Mr. Fart. Uh, you're Mr. No. Okay. I couldn't really think of my I'm character. Ninja baby. Ayah. I couldn't right, really think of my down. character, so I'm just going to say anonymous guy. How about Anana man? All right, we're here with Ninja baby and I turned you down cuz you can't make annoying noises. This show is going to be a very long show. And anonymous guy. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a little bit like hurting cats, but everyone welcome to another fabulous episode of Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. Do you know any of Not you fools fabulous. know? Uh, yes, yeah, um, fabulous. No. Can I say something? No. Do you know what episode it is? No. No. Then keep your mouths quiet and let no, your dad wait, do the work. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait. What? This better be good. Uh, two. This is creative writing. <laughs> Kid-friendly edition. Yay. So don't be, like, blah, 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 <laughs> bad stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, don't be all, like, F-word and G-word or S-word, even if there's a G-word or S-word or I don't know. Yeah, I got to learn some of these words that you know because I don't know any of those words. I only know the F-word and the... You know those words? I don't only know say the them on F-word. this show if you know it and don't tell me. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't going to say it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Welcome to folks. Like I said, folks. 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 Welcome to episode two, one. 
three of the Creative Writing 230. Works of the Podcast. 230. Does my mic No. Yay, it works. 213. Yeah. So episode 213. Hey, here's how this week's show is going to work. We are here in Southern California where the county below us is sheltering in place. The county above us I don't even think exists anymore. <laughs> and... It'll be, it's going to be like herding cats. I have this kid over here that won't quit making noise. I thought you would be the good one. Yeah. Put your I, hand down. I, I was supposed to be the good one? I thought so. Oh. Well, you wrong. Two things. When you talk, talk into the microphone so I don't have to turn Hello. you up real loud. Yeah, there uh, you go. Uh, okay. And secondly, quit making all them noises. I thought you were going to be the quiet, calm, collected <laughs> one. You're going to be our news person, so please keep it together. Wait, I am? Oh, my God. And this show is off and running. We're going to talk about motorcycles tonight. We're going to have a little bit of news. And we have a breaking announcement from Anana Man. Hi. I forgot what I was going to oh say. <laughs> All right. So this is like your typical uh, episode of creative writing. Only uh, in a typical episode, we wouldn't have talked about motorcycles for another 45 minutes. But we're going to get right into it. Can you can you read the screen here? Can you go ahead and tell me what that huge headline says? Did I get a read? Yes. Um, but you have to read into the microphone. Uh, Ducati closes until March 25th to re- reorganize production lines. Yes, very good. Yay. It's really good. I'm super glad that a three-year-old can read as good as you can. The way we got there is reading uh, a fabulous book called Motorcycles and Monkeys, Mimi and Moto Ride the Alphabet. And uh, yeah, I keep turning you off because you keep making these <laughs> crazy noises. You can't do that. Uh, yes, Anana Man. Um, I remembered what I was going to say. Number one, don't forget to say kid-friendly version. This is the kid-friendly version and of also Creative two, Writing Podcast. Testing my mic. Oh, yay. Okay, also, we're kind of in a panic because our state is worrying about the coronavirus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are caring so much about not getting the coronavirus, they're starting to die from the flu. What? Derp. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. And people are caring so much about not getting the coronavirus that guess what? Uh, they're out there partying and giving everyone else the coronavirus. <laughs> and also dying from other flus and stuff like that. Right? That's how we feel about that. So, yeah, listen, Wiggins is not in-house tonight because we have a kid-friendly... Version! Yay. And so... That's the best word you could think of? Version? We have a kid-friendly... Episode! Yeah! Better. Wait, 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 wait. We have a kid-friendly... Version episode of... (laughs) Toilet. Um, episode... God, this went south faster than Three, I thought. No, 213, 213, yeah. Yeah. Kid-friendly episode of 213, hey, and can, we're I'm still gonna, rolling. I'm gonna, yeah, we are. I'm going to turn you down real quick, guys. This is kind of like doing an episode with a bunch of drunk people at a party, so what? stick with us here. <laughs> we'll get through this. You know. You're what, a simian? You are a jerk. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, sir. Anonymous. Anonymous. Go for it. Um, when you said it's like podcasting with a bunch of drugged people, it Drunks, made me want to say same thing. Yeah, drunk people. I j- wanted to 
say a bunch of cuss words about you and oh. at you. OMG, but this is a... Uh... Kid, kid friendly episode or version. <laughs> hey, you're the fact welcome, that you know a bunch kids. of cuss words, young man, you're, there's some big trouble you're going to be in after Actually, this show. I don't, is over. Know, I don't know any cuss words. There's going to oh, be a bunch sure. of this on your booty. You know what? <laughs> what? I actually don't know any cuss words. Yeah, good. I knew you were tricking me. When you threw in the G word and the S word, which I know that aren't real words, I knew you were just playing. They could be real. Oh, my God. What about the K word? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no one could know. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll leave that word out because we don't want any kids Wait. to hear the ultimate cuss word that starts with a K. What? Kangaroo. All right. King I'm sorry. Kanga. Koala marsupial. Bear. Hey guys, Bear. I don't want people to tune out of this episode of the podcast, so we really need to reel it in <gasps> and start, yeah, and start talking about motorcycles. <gasps> start talking about yucky, weird motorcycle junk, yak yak. Hey yeah, guys, exactly I have an idea. What Wiggins and I do for two hours every week? What? Try Hat. to not ride motorcycles because motorcycles engines would cause pollution and you know what's burning the holes in our atmosphere <laughs> pollution and probably from those fast speedy motorcycles and make sure not to drive too fast on a very steep hill because you might fall off a cliff if you drive too fast and can't turn quick enough so you go like ah! get out of here you hippie <laughs> so listen how could people learn how to not go up a hill and do what you just said? And actually, if somebody fell off their bike, it you know, sound like that, not <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, first things first. You, Ninja Baby, you, the very first time you ever got onto two wheels, it was a bicycle, granted, but you just took off and you didn't know how to stop. How did you stop? Can you tell the whole crowd here? Crashed. No, what you ran he into somebody fell. and it was. I thought that was the only way to stop, crash. Well, that's one of the ways. That's the, that's the quickest way to stop uh, is yeah. crash. I thought she found the steering wheel. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the motorcycle, you feel, can you turn behind you and look at these motorcycles oh. behind you and point to the steering I wheel? Thought, <laughs> it's called the handlebars, you uh, noobs. That, that, I was supposed to say brakes. That one's broken. Oh, that one's not broken. That one's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> you All right, dirt you got me. moment. Yeah, total dirt moment. You got me with that one. <laughs> All right. So, I, I suggest that you be on some... <gasps> Yes, We are talking a bunch about motorcycles. Kick in the gear. Yeah, grab a beer and kick the gear. Vroom up engines and whatever other um, weird noises motorcycles make. <laughs> yeah, vroom up in the engines. That is a kick long in the high gears. I know that anywhere. That and a- fill up your oil tank and let's drive off into motorcycle land. Yeah. That was my Yay. 150cc. So, hey, the first time you ever rode, you got on a bicycle and just took off. The first time you ever rode a scooter, do you remember that time? The electric one? Yeah. I know. I was like, Dad, All the Dad, power all the time. Go. I'm not even holding on. Yeah. You had taken off so fast, I couldn't. I was not going to run behind you. That thing's fast. You're like, I <laughs> fell over. I almost barfed when I was on the back of that thing with Tegan. She rides like a maniac. No, it's because you, you're so heavy. I couldn't even hold the bike up <laughs> half the time. Hey, so let's talk about this. Let me turn you guys down real quick for one second. Uh, Hang on. Hold that <laughs> finger up. So listen, you guys are pointing out something 
fantabulous right here. Brothers and sisters need to get each other to ride. They need to get out there and just do it, right? Because like, there's one way to learn how to do stuff, and that's what you said. Don't crash. do it. No, crash. <laughs> there's one way to learn how to do something. Don't do it. <laughs> it's the worst way to learn how to do something. No, I'm saying you guys just got out there and did it. That's the opposite way of learning something. <laughs> okay, explain to us what learning is then, Mr. Anonymous. Learning is when you try it, because if you don't try it, you obviously don't learn anything from that lesson. All right, we punched Anonymous. Learning out. is watching TV. Somebody wake Anonymous. You up. didn't punch me out, dude. Okay. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna let everyone know that these because are just you sound got effects. Half punched to death. <laughs> Okay. Well, so by anyway. saying you're going to let everybody know that they're just sound effects, just gave it away, man. Oh, man. I totally messed this up. Um, so hang on a sec. We need to, we're going to uh, take a quick station identification. <laughs> we're, let me see how many minutes into this horror show we are. We're, we're 12 minutes in. We made it 12 minutes, guys. guys so let's take, yeah, uh, we made it 12 man? minutes um, in with, that, with just blabbering about random stuff. Hey, Yay! That's about how we do every show. Um, yeah. Ninja um, baby. <laughs> Another man? Yeah. The only way Tegan can keep her balance, even though I'm eight and she's ten and I'm younger than her. You're a lot heavier. We just uh -huh. we just weighed her today. And she's a lot heavier. Hey, you brought up two good points that do involve motorcycling. Can I talk about them without having you guys talk over me real quick? Let's uh -huh. take turns. Let's we'll pass the talking stick around. Here's the talking pad, and I have it. Ooh. Yeah, God dang. It's <laughs> Apparently, it's shiny. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dang it. You know what? Wiggins is always on his phone, and he's never paying attention to anything I say. Both you guys are, are hyper tuned into every single hyper, thing. Hyper, hyper, hyper. Oh my God. So I need to turn you down. But listen to this. I I'm ate a bunch of lettuce. Oh my God. That makes you hyper. Uh, I shouldn't have covered. Pieces cover of lettuce. I know, but yeah. it was sugar yeah. frosted lettuce yeah. from Kellogg's, and I shouldn't have let you have that. What? Sugar frosted lettuce isn't a thing. It was normal lettuce, and vegetables are good for you, and that's what makes me all hyper. I like spinach. Why am I randomly changing the topic? We should talk about motorcycles. <laughs> Why am I talking so much? <gasps> now, sugar frosted lettuce from Kellogg's makes you hyper twice as hyper as a candy bar or lettuce um, what sugar frosted lettuce isn't real dad yeah it's what all the motocrossers use to get energy before they go out and wait <laughs> now don't you okay. yeah yeah so listen you did bring up a good point about pollution and you know what wait what him not you. i have an idea i know that dude making um, those electric... Did you just burn me and I didn't hear it? Yes. <laughs> no, those dudes, that dude making electric cars. No, that dude making electric cars. Nope. Elon Musk? Yeah. Yeah, he's right behind you he should in the studio. He's a guest tonight in the studio. <laughs> he should make Everyone electric he motorcycles. He already said he bikers. wouldn't. He said he wouldn't. Why not? Because apparently when he was young, he didn't do the same things that you guys did, which is go with your dad and kind of learn how to ride. And he almost killed himself on a motorcycle. So he thinks they're the devil's uh, tool. What a sad life. Yeah. Hey, can you say that again? Shouldn't he ask his um, dad for permission? What a sad life. Wait, are you going to? Don't tell him I said that. No, any life without Don't motorcycles is a sad life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
to your point about the pollution and motorcycles causing pollution, they are terrible polluters, actually. But <laughs> listen to this. Because they're the fastest, so they yeah. spread the most pollution. Well, that's not that's not exactly how it works. But areas <laughs> sure. most fast, so and they make the most pollution from all their fastness. So that's how they can spread pollution faster. That's why people should make electric motorcycles. Listen, we're gonna get a bunch of hate mail next week. If you want to email and tell Anana <laughs> Man how he's all wrong about motorcycles you, being too you, fast, hate you, hate you, hate you, hate <laughs> and, you, and polluting too much, email us hey, creative writing podcast in the subject line put anonymous and then give us your roasting guys just remember he is only eight years old so don't go too guys why don't you call my dad mr junkie his nickname junkies in the creative riding motorcycle podcast but why don't you call him mr junkie monkey oh, oh no. the clown <laughs> oh people like that idea great thank you people <laughs> all right all right, I'm going to save you guys from a little bit of the maniacal uh, attitude going on around this. <laughs> you guys are both fired, by the way. What? No, you're hired back. Don't I need to go this week. No, you're back. Yay. So anyway, pollution and coronavirus. Two things that you mentioned earlier, sir. Uh-huh. And I have... My God. And I have something to... Can I just do this? Can I knock you guys out so you'll be... Hey, when I ring the bell, you guys have to be quiet for 30 seconds. Ninja skills. <laughs> yes, use your ninja skills to be quiet. So listen, you mentioned coronavirus and you mentioned pollution. One thing I wanted to say before this show gets totally out of hand and unmotorcycle related any further is that one of the biggest things, one of the biggest countries that has switched to all electrics is China. But the you know what helped um, basically c- like end pollution in China almost immediately was the coronavirus because uh, China was basically put on lockdown to prevent the spread. Uh, turns out coronavirus is more deadly than the flu. I did not know that. It's like 38 more times deadly than the flu or something like that. And the thing is, is that um, to prevent the spread, they went on like crazy wide lockdown of the whole country and almost immediately uh, ended their pollution problem. So... That's a bright side, right? Now we can buy some carbon credits, and yes, yes, another man. It's so sad in China, because did you know China? And I'll use that as a sound clip later for when I'm. We eat dogs and bats. Okay, that's the. (laughs) Okay, listen, hey, let's not make generalizations about everybody in China and say that everybody in China does that sort of stuff. No, hang on, you hang on one sec. Let's reel this back in. Let's think about what we're saying before Dad has to edit. Oh, <laughs> do a lot of editing. Sorry, okay. China. Hey, you know that their hackers are much more powerful than Dad's uh, web skills, and I do not want to get my website hacked. Teach okay, what? Me. Teach me, China, the ways of the hack. Okay, what? <laughs> what were you going to say? I can sneak. And, we, all, and also the hacking. coronavirus got from bats, but luckily since the coronavirus... Um, Did you say the coronavirus? The coronavirus. <laughs> the coronavirus. And luckily since of that, how like, uh, like states and countries are closing down and like capitals and cities are also closing down is stopping most travel so there's not as much pollution going around that's right (gasps) ew it's weird you can hear me 
You know what? Everybody in podcast land is going to hear every little breath you do if you keep breathing <laughs> under the microphone like that. Even Okay, you guys. Okay, stop. <laughs> Jesus Louise. All right, yes. So, people, this is this is something that is affecting motorcycling across the globe too and it's not just motorcycling. As we know, you guys didn't know this, but last weekend there was a huge, huge bike event in Daytona, Florida. And what has happened is they pulled the permits. Oh my god, I put I put the kids to sleep. That means that means great. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Let's take a quick break. You're not boring. No, you're not boring. But we do. Sleeping? Why are we taking a break? Because we're 20 minutes in, and people need to um, unfreeze their brains from what's just happened to them. So we need to give people a break, (laughs) and we'll be right back with Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. Brought to you by Bovine Bakery. Fantastic. And now Bovine Bakery is in the apple fritter business. Apple? Apple fritters? That sets me free. You bet. And the apple fritters at Bovine Bakery are with big, thick chunks of apple or simulated apple. Mm. Mm. Bovine Bakery has those great apple fritters and those chocolate donuts. And now, brand spanking new, they've got those glazed donuts. Now they have three different donuts. Boy, that's really great, Mom. Apple Judy! Come on, baby girl. Apple Judy! Give it to my famous squirrel. that smell they're at it again the folks at rp enterprises solving two world problems with one great solution you got a hankering for some of grandma's hush puppies sure you do they're delicious you love them well how about solving world hunger and the pet overpopulation problem with one easy simple tasty solution fist puppies from rp enterprises never have to listen to a sarah mclaughlin song again about it Fist Puppies, available only at Hetty's on 4th Street. Yep, you heard that right. Fist Puppies, folks, only on Front Street in whatever town you're in. Fist Puppies! What? Yeah. Are yeah. we rolling again? Yeah, we are back. This is the Creative Writing Motorcycle uh, Podcast. Only right now it's the Creative Writing Hippie Attitude Killer Podcast because oh, not a yeah. man over there telling us motorcycles. I roll. Kidding. Yeah, major eye roll. Crying under helmet. <laughs> Crying under helmet? Yes. Okay, are you guys ready to rock and roll? Yep. Oh, you are. Yes. Glad to hear it. All right. No. So I wanted to talk on. Oh, can you do that again? Wow. How do you do that with just two hands? <laughs> You're amazing. Um, I did want to talk about actual motorcycles. Are you guys. What? You guys don't think we'll be able to on this show? Yeah, let's talk about motorcycles. And they're then die fast. for them. Yeah. No, they're fast. Uh huh. They talking about them is extremely boring. They pollute the air. They burn holes in the ash. All right, let's hear about you, Mrs. Snorepants. I don't want to hear any more from that guy. Okay. (laughs) Why did you turn me down? Because I don't like your opinion. (laughs) Did you say they suck? But motorcycles are also fun. Before we go any further, need I remind you guys that we are talking to people that 
tune in every week to hear about motorcycles. Wait, oh, did yeah. you just say Nito? <laughs> you, uh, we need to check your hearing. We no, you the- don't. Oh, yeah, we do. You, like, get things wrong all the time. Yeah, you thought I said tadpole in the sea earlier today, and I, I don't even know what I was saying. I think you were talking about goldfish. You hear the strangest things. No, I was not talking about goldfish. I was talking about another state. I have too much what? sensitive ears. Either right. Either They're so sensitive, sensitive that enough. things get muffled and fuzzy. Well, no, listen. they really like just sound dog. weird. Right. Well, maybe we need to drop another ad because there is Sajinati earplugs uh, is one of our sponsors. And when you wear those in your motorcycle helmet, you don't hear anything. You run over a baby, you don't hear it scream or cry. <laughs> you drive off the edge of a cliff, you won't even hear yourself scream and panic as you poop You're your up. pants. Yeah. You'll just go down that cliff like, <laughs> oh, my you. God, this is my life. Yeah, this is you. Good. Ah, This is you and your brain. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Sajinati, your plugs that bring total silence. Here's you without Sajinati eating a burrito. Here's you with Sajinati eating a burrito. Exactly. Sajinati, <laughs> the earplugs that makes everything in your life quiet. Okay. No, if I could just. Did you say something else before you said Sajinati? <gasps> I have. Universal remote. You can mute your own children. Never buy that, people. You evil people. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So, hey, are you guys bored yet? Yes. We're 20. Yes, good. We're 25 minutes in. Now you know how hard it is to do. I'm not bored. Start giving me stuff to read off that stupid TV screen. (laughs) Wow. Okay, well, let's dig deep into the news. You're tired in your skull? Well, now I'm you know tired how- out of my skull now. Get me busy. Now you know how everyone else on this podcast feels. Wait. <laughs> Not why is that uh, so the people creative, listening. What, what did right? you say? I was already asleep. Oh, my God. Gnitter. It's only been five Gnitter. minutes and we're going to take another break. What's gnitter? That's writing backwards. Actually, G-N-I-D-I-R. That looks like a Swiss word. That looks like something you would buy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, either I just you just said, sh- hey, wait a second. Either you just said creative writing backwards or you just went and bought something at Ikea. I can't tell. <laughs> um, hey, wait a minute. Either, either you just said creative writing backwards or you just bought something at Ikea. I can't tell. God dang it. Oh. I have a sound effect for that if you really want I, I me to play it. I just realized that Disney is not Disney. It's Giznep. <gasps> oh, my God. Have you ever looked at it? It says Giznep. Hang on, everybody. It's not Disney. They say it says Disney, but it actually says Giznep. Yeah, if you look close enough, the Illuminati has spilled out, spelled out something that's going to uh, make everybody... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Hang Your on. brain just exploded fr- <laughs> from knowing that Disney is actually Giznet. So listen here, folks. Giznet. Breaking news. If you look at Disney, it's really Giznep. <laughs> no, if you look at Disney very close to me, you said Giznep. I said, no, you said Disney. Okay. On the count of three. Give me something to read off of your stupid TV screen already. God, get over yourself. On the count of three, will you please tell me what it says in Disney? Giznap. You didn't even count to three, but I said it anyway. I meant him. 
One, two, three. Get snapped. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Well, we didn't need that, but we got it. Get snapped. Get snapped. Yeah, I don't want a bunch of like it sound like we're in a cave. We're not in a cave. I mean, look, kind of looking up at all these glowworms above us. It kind of looks like we're in a cave. Thing is cold and musky, just like a cave. So those don't look difference. Those aren't glowworms. They're lights. Can't you tell the difference, man? My eyesight is so bad. You need a new brain. Yes. Blind. All right, let's pause for some station. We need we need to take a break again already, so that people can catch. Uh, it's only well, been eight well, minutes, and we've already melted people's brains again. You must have switched out Very yours evil. with the zombies molding rotting one. What my my brain? That's why you said the lights were glow worms. All right, this is creative writing. We'll be right back. Zappers, Zappers. we got them. Whappers. Whappers, we got them. We got everything you need for your off road adventure. This Durston! All right, everybody, welcome back from cre- the break that you... Nece- we, we That break should have been about 15 more minutes long, but uh-huh. we get it. You know what, guys? Uh-huh. Hey, wait, hang on, hang on. So welcome back. First of all, you, we always have to say that. Welcome back from creative writing, right? Don't forget to say kid-friendly episode. We that welcome to the kid-friendly episode of the century of creative writing motorcycle podcast. What did you say? Don't say it as enthusiast. Don't say it as enthusiast. Okay, well, I'm, I won't be enthusiastic. You know what I all right. heard? In this motorcycle government thing, uh-huh. I heard that the 11th running of Ricky Carr someone, I don't remember exactly, amateur superclass at Daytona International Speedway has solidified itself as one of the premier amateur motocross races across the world. Really? Where uh, that's a you heard that on some government <laughs> website, huh? Yeah. Well, from what I've heard that the I did hear that the 11th annual uh, MX and ATV All Out Ricky Carmichael Amateur Supercross ran its course at the historic Daytona International Speedway in Daytona Beach, Florida, this past weekend. But I was just telling you guys on the break, and I think I mentioned it before the break, they got pulled. The coronavirus caused that whole showcase to go down. There was a TT that happened, but the flat track didn't happen. The Daytona the Daytona 200 didn't happen. The two-week-long bike week got pulled up a little short. Oh, my God. You're dead. She's dead over there. She died of boredom. Boredom. Um, nice. What did you hear about, like, how many classes were there? 34. Really? Yeah. F- from what ages? Youth riders all uh, the way to the Golden Masters. Oh, my God. Like, that's 60-plus years old. Yes. Um. What? Okay. If you're really, if you're really not baloney, what was this year's um, Team Green rider? Uh, <laughs> His name was Ryder. Let me see. Let me check the news real quick and see if you're lying. So this year's Monster Energy Kawasaki Team Green riders, rider. Yeah, you're right. Some kid named Ryder was there this year. <laughs> 
This is horrible. Ryder. Mom, my name is Ryder's Ryder. <laughs> I think his name was uh, Ryder DeFrancesco, <laughs> and uh, Gavin Towers was the other guy. Cream uh, crop. Yeah, that's what I hear. They rise to the top. So anyway, you guys know, because you heard me talking about it, that Daytona got shut down. Look, see these kids right here? Do you think these kids are pretty cool because they can ride motorcycles? We're looking at pictures. I can ride of- a bike, and I think that's pretty cool. Listen, what's cooler than a bike? Nothing. That's right. A motorcycle. A motorcycle, that's right. You're invited back on, Anana Man. You're on the show permanently now. You're welcome. I just got you back on. Right. No, I was actually yeah waiting for the perfect Mormon. Yeah, no. Waiting for the perfect Mormon. Mormon, yeah. Yeah. So look, this kid's seven years old. Ripping motorcycles down in Daytona Beach. Look at that. Well, and now I need to be eight then. I know. Now since they're young, I know you have one year to become a pro. <laughs> you think you could do it? Or else you're off the show. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> well, look at you, Miss Fancy Pants. You, you need to start racing too. Challenge not <laughs> accepted. <laughs> oh, man. Am I being mean? The challenge was denied. Challenge denied. I denish. I vanish. Poof. I can still see you. No, you can't. All right, folks. This is the show where we try to see if a brother can see a sister sitting right next to him. (laughs) Of course I can. Yeah, this show is turning into that. So, all right. Well, it's time to get rid of you kids. All right, now the kids are gone, and uh, it's just me alone in the studio. <laughs> I wish I had a magic spell that I could bring them back. Uh, maybe I can find one. Oh my God, Deus Ex Machina, uh, the god from the machine, has brought the children back to life. I told you I could vanish. I didn't die. I vanished. What? Vanished. What, Anonymous? You have something you want to say to me? Hang on, folks. We need to take another break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, my God. All right. Anonymous man decided we're not going to take a break. All right. This is how we have seconds left before people tune out. What can we say to keep them tuned in? Stay but, tuned in. But for what? To listen to motorcycle stuff because motorcycles are the best thing in the world. Goodbye, all listeners. Is that all our listeners? Bye bye, listeners. What? You it think we just ruined the show? Yes. No. Really? I thought I was very successful. How about you? I no, I feel so far. I'm just going to say, Aww. we're going to say awesome things about motorcycles. Listen, Give this podcast is going exactly how it does when Jay and Wiggins used to be here all the time, and we do 34 minutes of just straight blabbing, and then we get into the show, and I had to edit it all out. I feel like we're you are at that. not editing this all out. Why not? We talked like two words about motorcycles, which is enough to keep this whole 34 minutes in. <sighs> no, what? Wait, Dad? wait, wait, wait. By that, let me you think. You should actually edit it all out. No, no, no. I think what, what she just said basically sums up the last episode. I put for our patrons, I put our last episode up on Patreon only. And they said basically what you just said. They wanted to hear all the NASCAR talk, all the country music talk, everything oh, I edited so. out. They they said, yeah, we would have rather have it in the show. And I also got a couple other emails, and even the guys from Nokomoto said uh, more country have, talk. So let's talk about mi- country music, guys. Can I have my one minute of glory? Country all right. Music Hang on. Let's give her her one so minute of glory. Go. 
Suckers, ha! Told you so, told you so, told you so, told you so. Okay, we're done. Told you so. Okay. That, that was the worst 15 minute. seconds of audio where you're probably going to get us some complaints and people tuning out because of that. <laughs> Successful oh at ruining God. your show. Yeah. A mission accomplished on that one. Um, so, hey. Yes. Yeah, you did. You ruined my show. Oh, um, It's almost as if I let one of you guys play with the sound effect board. I told you guys not to, and then I'm pushing more than you guys probably would. So listen, we do need to step aside uh, for Gary Canary and the traffic. Uh, we will be right back. Let's do that real quick, guys, and then come back, and then you guys can talk anything motorcycle-related that you want. But hey, before we do talk anything you want, I did want to mention... Behind me, guys, what do you see? And what were you complaining about over here earlier? A weird Yoda statue behind you. <laughs> Don't, never mind the weird Yoda statue. I meant this project on the workbench right here. I see spray paint, gloves, clips, and junk. And can you pronounce this word? A broken wheel. Not, not this. Can you no, pronounce? No, look, that's a broken wheel. That's a light hanging down that you were too lazy to clip up. That is a blinking light. That wow. is a box filled. And with- that's the weirdest creative writing banner ever. Can you describe to the folks what it is besides what you ordered? There's it- a guy riding a motorcycle uh-huh. that's like made of twigs with a potato for a head. <laughs> no, Three it looks like and he's bald. Three and then there's a weird each other, a backwards creative writing thing, a thumb point, get out of here, and then a guy riding with a <laughs> scarf on, which is dumb because it like Would people die on playgrounds from having loose drawstrings. Now he's riding a motorcycle and he's gonna die. Wait, oh yeah, that guy. There you and go. And a weird derpy face. Yeah, and then there's like a blue. That's dinosaur. my face. That's a picture of me. <laughs> on. You jerks. Oh. oh. And then, then why is it eyes going in the absolute? the opposite direction. Yeah, it looks pointing like Parker. To their ears. It looks like Parker when he laughs. Only his mouth <laughs> is like, oh. Who's I Parker? I look like this when I laugh. Are you, is your name? Is that your name? I thought your name was Anonymous Man. His name is Anonymous. Parker is Anonymous because he guy. likes pork. <laughs> Shouldn't it be Porker then? <laughs> no, no, because he didn't How like pork. How dare then. you? Plus, he owns a zoo. You own a zoo? How dare I? Oh, stop! Jeez Ninja. Oh. Rhino's attack! Oh. That does not sound like a rhino, but anyway. Anyway, the reason I wanted you to mention all the paints is because I just realized that there's this color color company, there's a paint company called Colorite that makes off-road paint, and I don't know if it's like some special sort of enamel, but it... Yeah, they, the they, OEM match paint. Yeah, they do huh? actually do OEM paint matches. But and I go to I color right. I hear they're very popular. They're very popular. Can I What's your idea? Does it pertain to this color right paint? No. I actually use color right to look up codes. People always ask me, "What color um, are those wheels on the dumb Yamaha MT10s when they came out and the people couldn't decide if they were idea. bright yellow or bright green?" If you go to mm. Yamaha, I mean, if you go to color right and look up the specific color code of those wheels, it'll tell you it's a bright Atomic leaf green or something like that. It was, Guys, it was green. I have an idea. What? No, a nugget couch? No. <laughs> God, no, there's such a thing as a nugget couch. You can take them apart. They're Everybody fun, like, mute couches. your thing right now. No. Guys, they should make such things as nugget 
cycles. They're motorcycles that are like nugget couches. So and then chickens are gonna start driving them. What's the conclusion <laughs> here, huh? But they work and are powered by nuggets. <laughs> nuggets. Hmm. Nuggets. Then Will you quit getting coronavirus all over my microphone? Start a revolution. Over there? I'm going to have to disinfect that before I invite another guest on. I don't have coronavirus. (laughs) I know, but you might have unicorn virus or some other cute virus. Everybody has unicorn virus, unless they're you. Oh, geez. All right. I don't have unicorn virus. So listen, sir, how would this nugget-powered motorcycle work? Chickens take it over and start a revolution and rebellion. No. Chickens take over the earth. No. things nugget. Chickens turn into evil riders. Like I said. And then motorcycle riders and chicken nugget riders battle each other until one team. Kind of like I said. All the chickens get blasted off their motorcycles with motor cannons. Watch blast motor. Not what I said. Motorcycles that. Make the chickens open their mouth and swallow it, and then the chickens choke so hard they fall off their bike. And now we're game. getting somewhere. This is actually a good motorcycle-related futuristic apocalyptic story that I think people can get into due to all the co- coronavirus thing. I just fell like into my chair in disgusted and weirdness because I just pictured that. Okay. Don't put that image in people's minds. No, I think it's too late. I think we have to now. People don't picture that. Oh no, why we're gonna go into whenever someone says don't picture something, they picture it. Yeah, ooh. Don't picture a monkey picking a tomato off the top of my head. Stop talking. (laughs) The chickens take over the world. Get that bike over there, fast! I see a chicken coming at 10 o'clock! Ah. Okay, go, 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 go! Can I run over him? Permission, please, Captain? Permission, ultimately granted. Yes! Run over that chicken on that two-stroke! <laughs> Whoops! War's over! over. <laughs> wow, that was a short... No, they're back! They're back! No, they have two-stroke oh, no. motorcycles. The chicken catapult! They catch lawnmowers on the back of their motorcycles. Everybody run! Chicken no. catapults! They have chicken catapults! I mean, unless you want to On their motorcycles and shoot rocket chickens! No, those shoot cats. That's why they're called catapults. Somebody get on that chicken 10 o'clock fast. Uh, I'll get it. suppressing file. I'm gonna go run in after them. What do you think you're doing? Um, getting the chickens? Sure. Then buddy, your heart is telling you to go get the chickens. And the chickens want you to be a chicken pancake, buddy. Take this chicken face! A big fight. Watch out for that Ninja skills. Oh! I'm gonna grab onto this lawnmower coming my way and then. 
Goku's choked motorcycle. Do you hear that? That lawnmower I stole off the chicken's bike. I turned in then. It's not a lawnmower. It's a two-stroke motorcycle. Guys, where are my nunchucks? Oh, they got okay, another catapult. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Maybe no, that ninja chicken yeah, took yeah. them. What's up? Oh, no, you better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So did we win or not? I, I don't understand. Pretty sure we won. That was an epic battle. You guys, it's not a lawnmower. <laughs> it's a two-stroke. <laughs> not a lawnmower. Sounded like a lawnmower. What yeah. The heck? Well, that was my staple gun. <laughs> it fires staples at 2200 FPS. <laughs> Look, you don't have to staples are here, buddy. Shing. All right. Oh, shuriken. wow. Ooh, oh, shuriken. Good grief. So that was that was a creative writing glasses. audio production called The Day the Chickens. Actually, let me uh The Day the Chickens of um got the revenge. The chicken day. revenge. And turn my voice back. Okay. The day the chickens got their revenge. Chicken revenge. Dun, dun, dun. All right, folks, that's it. That's our show for this week. Thank you for tuning in to a kid-friendly edition of Creative Writing. Chicken Wars. Doesn't have any motorcycle stuff, which makes it perfect. Yeah, this is like a normal creative writing show. (laughs) Oh, yeah, people agree. It does make it like a normal. still going to be back on soon with more kid-friendly creative writing. Tired of hanging out in the garage with buddies and not knowing what they're talking about? Do you have inferior knowledge of carburetors or electrical systems? What about grilling beef, guns, or other manly things? Now RP Enterprises has you covered. Introducing Mantriloquist. Mantriloquist is a monthly subscription service that puts an expert right in your head. The next time you're in the garage throwing back some suds with your buds and the conversation takes a turn into uncharted waters, just text pound 33976 on your cell phone and wait for the magic to happen. The experts in our call center are available 24 hours a day. They spring into action via our patented two-way earpiece. They'll listen in on your conversations to make sure you don't sound like the village idiot in front of your friends. Our discreet communications protocol means that your pals won't hear a thing except for you delivering all the right answers. Now, you don't have to be afraid to join the conversation when topics come up like fuel pumps, inverters, clitoris, drywall, sniper rifles, and so much more. Mandriloquist will put you back in the game instead of holding your purse in the corner. So, man up with Mandriloquist. Requires a three-month minimum subscription. Not available for women. They generally don't care or are not afraid to ask questions. Not available in Guam or Burkina Faso. Standard messaging and data rates apply. Money back guaranteed. Call now to order. Thank you, RP Enterprises, for being a continued sponsor. Jesus, Louise. Keep it down in there. Keep it down to the bars, huh? 
All right, everybody, this is uh, welcome back to Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. I told my kids to say that, and then I didn't do it. So there's my welcome. Oh, God, what's wrong with my back? Anyway, uh, this is the end of the kid portion from now on. It's still going to be kid-friendly. I, I vowed to make this episode kid-friendly, so it's still going to be kid-friendly. But that is the end of the child section of the podcast. And uh, one of the funniest things my kids said, let me see if I can... Uh, uh, record and get it over here. Like I, I didn't put this in their head and I didn't, I didn't, I don't know where they got this from this, uh, crazy distrust of things. Let me see if I could drop it right here so you, we can all hear it together. Thanks buddy. Now the government's going to track me down. <laughs> the government is going to track me down. I don't know, uh, where my kids got a healthy distrust of the government, but they did. Uh, speaking of distrust of the government, of the government. Um, what's going on right now? I know this is a sucky thing to do, but we got to talk about that coronavirus, y'all, especially since it's cold AF. Everybody is uh, on lockdown. I guess it's not cold in Daytona Beach because apparently that place is packed full of uh, coronavirus uh, carrying kids drinking Coronas. Uh, but anyway, I did want to say, I know it's stupid. I know uh, we, we're, we're all tired of hearing of it. I'm, I turn on the news and I was like, hey, there's got to be other stuff going on. There's still bank robberies happening. There's still uh, you know, people out there getting in car accidents. And that's about all I hear. Traffic on the fives and then like coronavirus and then blah, 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 and then coronavirus. So uh, yeah, we do have to talk about it though because um, – in the midst of Mama Tried and Daytona Bike Week, uh, things got shut down. And I do not believe we mentioned this on last week's, last week's show because right about time that old uh, uh, governor president was giving his speech about shutting things down, we were literally recording our episode, uh, our editing it, putting it in final editing. And I asked uh, Narissa, our, our friendly patron up there in in uh, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, hey, is your little event going on tomorrow at Mama Tried? And she's like, yes, it's going on. Well, then they pulled the plugs. They pulled the carpet out from everybody. I got flamed, bro. Like, people were mad because I was – I sided with somebody that was like, hey, man, like uh, the city is uh, not trying to ruin anybody's time, you know, good times, but – and I was like, yeah, it's not like uh, Mama Tried's fault that the city and the governor pulled permits, you know, like they're suggesting people stay home. Well, man, I got some flame for that. And then uh, everybody was like, screw this. <laughs> and now a week later, I think everybody's regretting it. They can't go home to Mama and Dad. Uh, they're going to get laid off then they from their, from their jobs. Hopefully, if you... Uh, can't work from home. Hopefully, I'm just hoping that everybody's got something to do right now. I know a lot of people, including aforementioned Narissa and Wiggins, was why he's not here tonight. Uh, we are working from home, and um, a lot of teachers. I know Wiggins' wife, my wife, uh, they're all in the teaching profession, um, and teleteaching is like the new thing now. Like, wow, I never, never thought we'd be teaching from home. <laughs> And here you go. And then, she, and then welcome to like isolation for real. Um, so yeah, anyway, I just want to say that all those people that were up there that were giving me grief about it and this and that, I hope a, I know I could say, I hope you get it and you're a bunch of dicks, but I'm not going to say that cause I hope nobody gets it. But, uh, 
there was a bunch of memes going around too. I mean, these are all motorcycle community memes, motorcycle related people posts and stuff like this, myself included. I had a fun, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't have fun uh, throwing out some memes, but I tried to stay away from the ones after a while that I was like, yeah, this is kind of getting kind of spammy and, and trolly. You know, like the one about the H1N1 uh, flu, I forget when that happened, but 12,000 people died, like 40 million people were infected, yada, yada, yada. We got to figure maybe if we made a ruckus like this and made a big fuss on one hand, and people were chill, like that was the other thing they were saying, like nobody was running out buying stuff like they are now. And that's totally true. Uh, the way that the way that this news was delivered was a little shameful, I think. The way people are acting is really shameful. Um, and a week in, I think the people that realize like I bought 17 months of toilet paper are kind of like, damn, maybe I should have bought like, I don't know, <laughs> Uh, some food <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, got some money out of the ATM or actually went in and, and instead of, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to talk about all that. You guys uh, figure out what you should have bought on your own and what you should have done better with your time uh, because a weekend, I'm hoping that all the chaos is going to be dying down. I've actually noticed a few things. Um, a, I think out of this is going to come the second generation of uh, a baby boom, or not second generation, a, a second baby boom. Um, and so like after the Zillennials grow up, maybe we'll have baby boomers part two, which ironically may come back and buy Harley Davidson's. And then all the articles can say Harley's, uh, the boomers aged out, the new boomers aged in and Harley Davidson's, uh, sticking around. <laughs> so, uh, and to keep it Harley Davidson related real quick, mama tried looked like a really fun event. City pulled, pulled permits. Um, as did Daytona, you know, people just weren't listening. So they're like, Hey, we got to take this fun stuff away from you because you're going to be transmitting all this stuff and then, uh, and catching it and bringing it back. I have a friend, an insider friend who tells me that someone at the, um, Harley Davidson factory has in fact, um, contracted the COVID-19 virus. And, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they're shutting down production until March 31st. And, uh, I think that they are, you know, testing people going to be testing people, but if you have symptoms, they're probably sending you home. And then, then they're like, man, you guys party too hard with them boys. And from, uh, SoCal who <laughs> we're getting it from the ports, man. So, Probably a bunch of SoCal dudes took it to Milwaukee and people flying in from all over to be part of Mama Tried brought it in to you guys. So you guys are far enough on the interior. I think you were safe until you had that party. So that just goes to show, uh, you know, people are going to be eating crow and I'd make another rhyme, but uh, that's not how I roll. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. So Ducati also shutting down, I believe until the 1st of April. Um, a lot of places, uh, there was a place down in San Diego, uh, GP motorcycles, I think it is. And, uh, they have posted up on a couple of places. Um, and, and I was reading these in business, uh, power sport business magazines, seeing how the power sports industry is going to be dealing with all this stuff. And, um, basically they're like, listen, we're going to not allow people to try helmets on for the time being. Uh, we're really probably not going to try to let people try, um, jackets on and we're going to disinfect all the stuff that we have on stock if you want to sit on a bike we're going to ask you to wear gloves so that way you can't like you know get your hand germs all over your 
uh, wipe your face and wipe your eyes and then grab the throttle. You know, you're going to have to wear gloves. Um, not that you can't wipe boogers on your gloves and then wipe them on the handlebars that way, but they're trying to take, uh, precautions. They're asking people to socially distance. Um, and right now, California, as of today, just went on a, it says the governor is asking people to stay at home, but he's leaving it to the counties to actually like enforce the, uh, the restrictions and and this and then the counties are probably gonna ask the cities. But I know we got some friends coming out here from Milwaukee to Riverside uh next month. And it's like, man, it's gonna the next month is gonna be pretty crazy. Uh I hope, like I said, I hope that the dealerships that are shutting down right now <clears throat> and all the people that work, you know, from lot attendant to customer. You know, there's a lot of places giving discounts right now. Unfortunately, the government gave us some discounts and some tax breaks. So therefore we have no uh, revenue backed up. I always tell people, keep some money, like a couple months. It's always, yeah, 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 old man, like keep some money in my sock somewhere, right? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But then when stuff like this happens, it's like, uh, I mean, this is what you do it for. So not to be an old, an old naggy old dude, but you should always have a couple months of, um, emergency or FU money stuck away somewhere. And, um, the fact that like, as a, as a, as a country, we didn't. We kind of like gave some tax cuts and and lowered the um, interest rates and all this stuff. So we have no, hey, we weren't generating any side income there. So now I, I don't know what we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to start a war. I foresee a war coming here pretty soon, folks. Um, and also, I see a power sports war coming. Um, the government is gonna be handing out a lot of uh, bailout money. I'm pretty sure, like to the uh, GM and and Chrysler and Fiat. And I don't know if Ford shut down, but I know a lot of them um, are shutting down and they are in the, we're kind of in the red. I, I like Tesla. When Tesla is doing better than the big three, um, shares wise, uh, it shows you that there was a sea change happening already. Now we're going to be bailing them out again. So I don't know what's going to really be happening there. Uh, supposedly, they were going to send a thousand bucks to every American. What's that going to do? Especially in LA, that'll buy you like food for the month. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but think about it, um, especially if you have kids. Um, actually, uh, your rent, that will buy you about 200 square feet <laughs> of living space for the month. Um, that will probably cover most people's rent um, of like a bedroom. Um, what else? Uh, other crazy stuff. So yeah, everybody that is leaving Daytona beach for bike week and heading home is like, Oh man, I hope, you know, I can't go visit grandma and grandpa right now. But then like a bunch of idiots are flooding in. I just love the news coverage right now. My thing is like Italy's telling us, you know, Ducati's closing down for Pete's sake. Um, MotoGP's ending and Italians were quarantined to their actual houses and not allowed to leave like shelter in place sort of stuff. At least we haven't got, even though they're recommending people stay home, people are going out for obviously gas and to pick up food, um, stuff like that. Motorcycling right now would be the most epic, uh, cause you're in a helmet, you're wearing gloves, you're out, you've seen all the memes, you're out by yourself. It'd be so epic. The thing is, is I had this prediction. I'm like, man, like if this were an actual apocalypse, because uh, I've already seen it happening, people forget how to drive. In like the last 72 hours since there's been less traffic, 
people have already forgot, like, I can't just cut lanes. <laughs> and like, I almost got hit today uh, and I wasn't even riding, but I almost got hit today in a car uh, by a car because they were like, oh, look, I have the whole road to myself. And they like, they totally cut the lane. And I was like, hey, there's a yellow line there, you fool. You Like, I love how you came into my lane <laughs> to make your turn. Um, also, people are getting already... It's so crazy how fast the human brain adapts, but we're already getting used to not that many people on the road and stuff. So people are getting a little fed up when there's like a little bit of a line now. I think they expected, uh, you know, when you watch movies and it's like the uh, uh, I Am Legion and all that stuff, when there's one person left and they have the run in the mill, or there's a pretty funny show called Last Man on Earth that's pretty funny. Um, you watch those and you're like the only person, so you have the run of the mill. Well, that's a, that's a movie showing one person's perspective. And I think people, when they hear the term like, yeah, everyone's going to be at home, they kind of think of like, except for me, not realizing that there's like a, a, a trillion other people thinking that. So the roads around here actually aren't that um, empty, but people are acting like they should be, so people are getting impatient. So that's another thing. I also think there's going to be a lot of babies born. Uh, that's my boomer. I already mentioned that. Um, oh, yeah. And then I also think that people are going to forget how to drive too because the lack of of massive amounts of traffic on the road now that people are working from home and, and staying home. Um, and there's not, I mean, there's still a lot of people out, but there's not crazy amounts. Like LA is pretty weird right now. Um, our, our old, uh, guest producer, Dr. K who used to be on the show way back in the day, um, like the first 50 episodes, he sent me some photos from Las Vegas where he works and gosh, dang, like it's not, there's nobody like nobody um, and he's walking around inside a casino because he works uh, at, at a casino. And so there's not anybody at the tables, nobody at the bars. So therefore, nobody walking around. The buffets obviously are closed. And so people aren't even walking through. The people that are at the hotels are just like kicking it in the hotel until they check out. And then I guess uh, the cleaning crew is coming in and and just giving it like the, the – uh, hazmat treatment. I don't know if that's really true, but, um, but it is insane to see Las Vegas. It's almost like seeing times square pictures of times square with like, not even a pigeon, even the pigeons are putting themselves on quarantine. It's nuts. Uh, but yeah, that's like the reality right now. And so I thought, um, there's not going to be a whole lot of motorcycle related stuff going on, right? The last hurrah was the failed mama tried and the prematurely closed down Daytona bike week. And so until people get things under control globally, they're not going to have athletes flying all around. There was a, actually, if you're into off-road racing too, there was a bunch of GNCCs and a bunch of uh, like MX stuff right before all this happened. So, I mean, there was a lot of racing and then er, the brakes go on, right? So it's pretty crazy to see pictures still coming in and some coverage coming in. And then for this whole last week, nothing, right? And um, because this is a global thing. And so you're not really, <clears throat> excuse me, going to hear about, you know, people doing stuff in other, other countries right now. And I think the whole point of this is that, yeah, as a world, as an as a entire globe here, we should all just kind of chill for about 20 days. And I know that means like you probably, if you're working a job where you got tipped, 
I have a lot of friends that were in the movie industry living here in LA. That's all shut down. So they're basically out of a job. And I'm talking like union people that are high paid people that are like, dude, I'll pick up trash or go collect cans right now um, because I'm going to lose my super expensive house. You know, the thing is, is like, I hope that people chill out. I know here in California, they're saying that if you can't pay your rent, they are not going to be enforcing um, eviction laws. So the landlords, you can't evict people and residents, you shouldn't feel threatened by that. I know a lot of times me and Wiggins joke about finding a house with a garage and you've got a bunch of tools and bikes like and your ass is going to be on the curb. You're technically not supposed to have to worry about that right now because they put like a moratorium on that. Street sweeping, the same thing. Like if you come to LA, there's so much garbage in the street. Like San Francisco is like 20 times worse than, than LA. But in LA, we have like this whole f- uh, fleet of street sweepers and you can't park anywhere because there's street sweeping signs during the week. Um, you you park here for half an hour and then you have to go three streets over and they have parking. You're like constantly running around moving your car because they're street sweeping up all the trash to keep disease from spreading. Right. And to keep, uh, you know, germs and all that stuff off the street, keep the vermin down, keep the homeless at bay and all that stuff. They're still doing it, but they're not giving people tickets. So it's like, thank God, because there's so many, their whole way that LA mitigates that problem is when everyone's at work, they go and street sweep. So since everyone's at home, it's like, oh man. So the street sweepers are literally, uh, probably just sweeping crap under cars. It's going to be funny when this is all over and cars finally move. Um, I, I I hear this is a thing in New York or in New Jersey in some spots. Like you find a parking spot and you don't move from it for like six months. Like you just park there and you just feed the meter or it's a paid for spot or reserved or something. And your car literally doesn't move because there's no reason to unless you're driving out of the state or something like that. And so I think that's what LA is going to be like. People are really going to have no reason to go anywhere And for the most part, especially if you live downtown or like in Hollywood and all that stuff, everything's accessible by foot. And so in like a month, cars are going to pull away from the curb, but you're going to have to like throw some chains on the tires to, it's going to be like driving through snow, driving through all the crap, like to get, to get out of your parking space. So we'll see. Um, so yeah, a lot of things happening. I'm getting a lot of news and I think I want to cover that on next week's show, go into the actual news of what dealerships are doing right now, um, what a lot of factories are doing. I, I don't know if, did I already mention Ducati shutting down? I think I did. Um, so a lot of them are shutting down and hopefully, uh, I the most of the people I have had on the show as guests don't work in the motorcycle industry. That's what, uh, they, they're usually super creative. So I know a lot of creatives right now um, are having a lot of trouble. There's this girl, Rebecca, that I follow up in, in Canada and she's an artist. And like right now, that's what she's relying on. Kind of like when Jay got hurt and she had a doctor's note that said, don't walk around. And she's like, well, I could either walk around or I could, uh, try to sell my art, you know? So right now, um, people that are laid off are like, well, shoot, I got my art. Also Blind Thistle, who is, um, Amanda Zitto, uh, she has an awesome blog as a magpie fly. She's also an awesome creative artist. Um, and she has uh, a lot of stuff for sale right now. Another person that is like, hey, man, like my regular job now is like on hold. Um, a lot of people that, that I follow on Instagram, like the mouse and the moto um, and Ed Subius and people like that that, that f- are photographers and go around photographing events, a lot of event um 
promoters and organizers and obviously athletes and racers, all these people and, and everybody that caters to them and all the businesses that uh, touch them, like service industry, campgrounds even, you know what I'm saying? Like all these people being affected. So I hope, I hope that uh, you're either a salary employee or that you you have some sort of thing like LA is doing where they're not going to let you get evicted Um they're not saying you don't owe people rent still, I guess, afterwards, but I hope this all clears up and that we all kind of uh, figure everything out. I plan on uh, getting together some of my um, emergency money that I that I keep and maybe like being able to sponsor people sort of. Not sponsor, but like, hey, I know Solstice Slam is coming up. We haven't done a crazy amount of riding. <laughs> and so here I think there's going to be another one of my predictions is just like there's probably going to be a bunch of babies born nine months from now. There's probably going to be a ton of motorcycles out this summer because everybody that got cooped up and it hasn't thawed out and it's not winter or not done being winter yet, man, come April, May, uh, especially when things thaw out and they've been inside, there's just going to be like – Everywhere, every city, every ride you go on is going to be a bike rally. So uh, that's my thoughts on that. Um, and we'll just we'll touch on this next week. I just I just thought I'd give a little update since that's all I've been hearing all week is um, Corona this, Corona that, Corona yada. When I drank a Corona at dinner the other day, you should have seen my kids. They almost evaporated. They were just like, "What are you doing?" Um, Another thing I wanted to say, to keep things interesting, I mentioned Salsa Slam coming up, and nobody's gone on any rides. Nobody has any great ride stories. Um, you're going to have to go back in time. You're going to have to do what all the spring breakers should have done. And, um, hey, there's always next year. It's not like you can't drink next year. A lot of people were saying, oh, you know, I turned 21 this year, and I'm bummed, and like, blah, blah. And I was like, man, first world problems, because guess what? you're going to be still legal to drink next year. So same thing with riding. We still got the rest of the year after all this clears up to get out there and roll hot. And I plan on bringing some heat. Um, personally, it's been super nice. Roland Sands um, is having a coronavirus bike build off right now. And he's going to give people a thousand bucks or he's going to give the winner a thousand bucks in Roland Sands uh, credit. Um, and you, all you got to do is build a bike and then hashtag Corona bike build off coronavirus bike build off, something like that. Um, if you go to Roland Sands Instagram, um, he's got it all there, but yeah, I thought that was so interesting and cool. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm taking this time off right now to, uh, bang out a couple pro- projects that I have had sitting and I work from home anyway. So for me, this is nothing new, the, the kind of weird loneliness and like kind of sitting around waiting for something to happen that never does. I've been working at home now for like, you know, quite a long time, over a decade. And so I'm used to this, but a lot of people are going home now. I heard instead of toilet paper, I heard that laptops and like computer equipment's flying off the shelf because people have to move their, basically their workstation to home and buy a new laptop and like get all set up with all this crap to be able to work from home. Cause it's like kind of undetermined right now what, uh, the duration of this is going to be. And so, um, yeah, so we, we just don't know right now and everything's kind of uncertain. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to this year's Solstice Slam, you know, if I can cobble together, uh, some pieces from people that are struggling right now, um, and that need, that are artists selling stuff, maybe, you know, 30, 40 bucks here, 30 or 40 bucks there, um, to people that are, have stuff to sell, whether it's stickers or paintings or whatever it is, it'd be great 
prize packs for Social Slam and in a little way helping somebody out that's um, not asking for a handout but just saying, hey, this is what I have to give right now so I can survive. So I thought that would be kind of interesting to me. And then from everybody that can hear this right now, keep in mind – Pardon me. Keep in mind what you have been doing during all this because I have a feeling that this year's Solstice Slam is going to be like the Corona Slam. And everyone's just going to have stories of what they did or didn't do uh, during this year. This is like a remarkable year. It's um, in, a, in a really weird way. I don't mean that as like it's an, a fantastic. I just mean remarkable as in I'm going to make several remarks about this this summer, I'm sure. And um, in the meantime as well, I was texting with Chris Singsheim because it's been uh, super rainy here, and I thought this is would be great to uh, talk about things to do while a for me the weather is crappy and b uh, I'm stuck here anyway. But also for everyone of you that is stuck or doing something fun stuff that we can do together. So I kind of want to do a couple things. I want to give you some movie suggestions. And, or some podcast suggestions if you're just sitting around and you want to listen to some podcasts. And uh, before I go on with that, I have to say thanks to my kids for coming on this week. Sorry, I tried to get them. I tried to wrangle it into a motorcycle-related episode, and it just wasn't happening. So I just let them freestyle. And as you can see, being, them being cramped up for just like the past week and a half has done major cranial and brain damage. <laughs> So uh, they're going to be out from what they're saying and from, like I said, my wife's an educator. She got the report that school is not going to be back in for the rest of this school year. So the 2019-2020 school year, Dunzo. She's actually going to be teaching online um, until summer break. And then we'll see next school year if school starts back up in the fall. I assume it will. And I, I think Probably there'll even be some summer school classes as long as we all stay inside and do the stuff and don't go out and, uh, you know, do the dumb stuff like go to bike shows and parties and get together with a bunch of people when we're not supposed to. Like that's just a way to make it spread. Um, so yeah, here's what I want to do. I want to do, uh, for our patrons, this is, I, especially in this time when I know that there's not a whole lot of money going around, if you're not making any, um, I want to give something to our patrons. I want to make a little coloring book that features, uh, the art. Now our patrons, we have a bi-monthly art challenge going on right now. If you're a patron, uh, Patreon supporter anyway, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to www.patreon.com forward slash creative writing. I don't know why I had to say all that. You already knew that. But um, you go over there and you you uh, give us a buck, you know, is the minimum, all the way up to 20 bucks if you want, if you're crazy. Um, and you there's different stuff you get. Well, for this stupid coronavirus uh, isolation drill that we're having right now, I figure I'm going to give everybody uh, – well, everybody's already – uh, eligible for the art challenge at five bucks and above, but I'm going to give it to everybody this month. Um, and maybe the next month too, anybody could submit an art, um, piece and it doesn't have to be like a crazy. I just want it to be motorcycle related and maybe creative writing related. Last month, Paul was the only one that submitted something and it was really awesome. It was a 10 millimeter with creative writing, um, where it would normally say like snap on or craftsman or something. And there was a little saying that says it's the show you've always been looking for, but could never find just like a God dang 10 millimeter. Right. And if you're a little kid listening to this and you don't get that joke, um, ask your parents to explain it to you. 
And so, yeah, um, I'm going to put a bunch of stuff together. I'm going to make like a 10 page coloring book uh, as soon as I can. Cause I don't want to get this out like Wiggins, um, secret Santa present that went out, you know, for St. Patrick's day. I want to get this out while it's still, uh, apropos to do so and still, uh, makes sense. So I do like a little 10 page coloring book that has some of my artwork, some of the creative writing, um, stickers that I've done. I'm just going to wipe the colors from them and print them out in black and white. Um, maybe print Paul's, uh, socket that he made here and, um, send it out and, and just make a little like 10 page coloring book for patrons. If you're not a Patreon uh, supporter and you want that, hit us up at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page and just hit the email button, email the show or something like that, I think it's called. Bam, send me something. Send me a, hey, I want to do that too. And then I'll just say, have you send me a self-addressed stamp envelope or something? Because I'm, I'm sure if I make it light, it's not going to be a bunch of postage. So just send me that. Or like a buck or two for stickers if you want stickers, whatever you want to do, and we'll send it out. So it's not limiting this stuff to patrons for this period of time. We're gonna we're gonna try and get everybody um access to this junk. So, but patrons always get it for free. Thanks for supporting the show, bro. Uh also, this is not gonna be a patron-only thing. I would like to start a virtual bike show on our Facebook page just to get you to get out and look at your bike even even if it's too cold where you're at just take a picture of it in the driveway whatever you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about it do a little bit of write-up on it if it's if i get a lot of that stuff a lot of pictures and words i may even stick it on a page on our blog or something which i also haven't updated because i've been busy trying to figure all this stuff out too so that's the second thing i want to do so coloring book slash stickers for for patrons and anybody else that wants it just email us uh, the show give us your uh, I'll give you a, um, a mailing address for Jim Handybone, our mail dude, and you can um, send him a cashier's check for, 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 especially if you're an African prince that needs me to uh, cash it for you, and then I'll get a hefty sum afterwards. Um, no, we'll figure all that stuff out. The virtual bike show on Facebook, I will get that hammered out hopefully this weekend and uh, get a page up for that or a group up for that that you, we can join. And then we can all check out what we're doing. And that kind of goes hand in hand with what I've been doing during this whole thing is taking this extra time. I already mentioned it before. Me and the Nokomoto boys are doing a Bosasoku build-off. And uh, so that ought to be fun. We're going to get into making the bike for that and doing some stuff for that and hopefully ordering some stuff from J-Pan. Hopefully uh, they'll still be shipping. Hopefully they're not being affected like we are uh, over here to the same extent, although I'm pretty sure they probably are. Um, what else? There was a third thing. Oh, Chris Singsheim. I don't know if the uh, Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge is going on. I, ha- I really haven't checked with the group lately. I really haven't been on Facebook in quite a while, uh, except for to go post our episodes every week. Um, I usually don't go, uh, what, what's the word? I'm lurk around there, I guess. That's the word I'm looking for um, to see what's going on. So I haven't seen if they're going to start it yet. Um, so I really don't know if that's going to be a thing. So Sing Sign was like, yeah, you should do like a challenge 
where you do, you know, a challenge to do where you write out and do, especially in this weird time that we're in, do a certain thing, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to mention it because I think his idea is fabulous. So this reminds me of the Stock is for Squares podcast. They used to have a weekly challenge. Try to do a wheelie, everybody go to do a burnout, get a picture of you rolling coal in your diesel, whatever it was. They they had a weekly challenge for people and it was pretty fun. So uh, I'm going to try and do that as well. Uh, come up with a weekly challenge and then you can just put it on our Facebook page or tag us in an Instagram post, whatever you want to do. Um, and it'll, I'll have to figure out a hashtag to let us know what week that is. Um, anyway, maybe we'll go by challenge, but anyway, yeah, thinking out loud. Um, but yeah, so all that, there's a few things I want to do just to help us get through this that I think will make it fun. Um, and we will, it will take some of the misery out for those of us that are unemployed and like, Man, I'm so sick of like waiting for uh, businesses to open. Cause like right now, if you're unemployed or if, if you were employed and you're getting laid off or like there's nothing for you to do, like a bartender or um, server at a restaurant, and there's literally nothing you can do because those businesses are closed and it's not like your job laid you off. It's like everything just closed. Um, hopefully, while you're out there drinking vodka, and smoking a cigarette and the, waiting to trying to hang, um, I don't know, a help sign from the front of your garage. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> All I'm saying is you're going to walk by your motorcycle. Just take a pic of it, and that's good enough for our virtual show, um, virtual bike show. So just just little stupid stuff that you can do, and it's not going to take a whole bunch of time away from you either enjoying the best time of your life, not having to work for a few weeks, or um, being in total misery. We can commiserate together. Um, having said that, let's. Uh, I'm going to need to put a pin in this challenge so I can remember it at the end of the show. And let's quickly get into uh, something else from this week. And I'm not I don't have any music queued up. Would you like some music? Maybe I can get you some music. Maybe some sound effect. experiences. I'm not in the mood. But a person needs new experiences. I'm not in the mood. But a person needs new experiences. I'm not in the mood. But a person needs new experiences. I'm not in the mood. Oh. I am in the mood. I'm in the mood to be rude. Should I turn this up a little bit? I feel like I'm not very loud. Yeah, there we go. All right. Hey, I want to do cams part two. And are you going to be upset with that if I do? I don't think you will. And here's why. Um, When Wiggins and I, I think he was on last week's show, right? Last week? And we did one, two. That's a cam. One, two, skip a few. There's a camshaft. We didn't really tell you much about camshafts. And if I do, if I play my cards right, the Noko Moto Boys are going to be telling you how to adjust valves on next week's show. So I wanted the Moto Scan to be this week about uh, valves. But I realized after, you know, listening to last week's show that we really didn't do a very good job of telling you about cams. And the two go hand in hand for all you hipsters, like avocado toast. And uh, or avocado and a piece of, of organic wheat bread, or they go together like um, hot leather pants and a cold butt on a winter's ride through Wabatosa. 
Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I almost said Wisconsin, but I know that it's in Ohio. Um, So yeah, they go hand in hand, and I realized we did a terrible job. We did not do our due diligence uh, talking about camshafts, and they're super important, and they're kind of fun. And so I thought this will be camshaft. This this week's Moto Scan is covering the valve train, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the camshaft. Um, so, um, and also, how did you like the kids? Uh, chickens take over the world episode. Let me know. Hit us up in an email, creative writing podcast at gmail.com, or go to our Facebook page and just hit send the email to Stupid Show. That was uh, some of our battlefield sound effects. I hope you like that. The kids really enjoyed it, but it wasn't very motorcycle related. And I said, kids, and I was trying to get them to talk about motorcycle stuff, but you know how kids do. So now I'm back and I'm here to talk about it. And uh, what we're going to do is cover camshafts again. This is going to be cams part two. And I'm going to start off with a camshaft. And, uh, and last week <laughs> last week I told you it looked like an egg and I tried to describe it. So let's just throw that out the window. If you don't know what a camshaft is, go look it up. But if you're familiar with car camshafts, um, they don't quite work the same way as bike camshafts do. And I mean, they can, but... Um, they're a little bit different. So here's the deal. I, I explained that a cam shaft, I don't know if I explained it very good, but a cam lobe and a shaft are two different things. A shaft is literally just a stick of metal, like a, a wooden dowel. We can put this in wood terms. And a, the lobe is like an egg, and it looks like a two-dimensional egg. And if you don't know the, the difference between two and three dimensions, GTFO. And uh, kids, if you're still listening at this point, go ask your parents what that means. Um, so yeah, a cam lobe looks like an egg. We didn't cover any of it. We didn't really cover like what what the parts are called or any of that. So we have the cam shaft, which is literally just a, a metal shaft. The cam lobe. The lobe has a heel and a nose, and we didn't really describe what that is. The nose is the pointy part of the egg, and the heel is like the bottom round part of the egg that pretty much usually matches the profile of the cam shaft. Um, here's how a cam works, first of all. Whether you have a pushrod engine or a um, overhead cams, which usually has either rocker arms or uh, just presses directly on the valve. Whether, However your valves are actu- actuated, here's how a cam works. A cam goes around and does uh, spins around on the shaft, and when the nose or the pointy part hits an actuator of some sort, um, it pushes your valve open. And we'll talk about how all that happens because it happens in different ways. But we didn't mention this part. When it's not on the nose or like the size of the cam, nothing's happening. Your valves are closed. And so when it's on the f- on the big fat part of the egg, when when whatever your if you have a pushrod uh, engine, whenever the lifter or the tappet they call it on motorcycles usually um, is is riding on the the round part of the cam, nothing's happening. And if you have overhead cams, and like you know, you have uh, don't have rocker arms. Um, whenever the the big fat part of the egg is spinning around on the shaft, that means your your valves are closed. And that's why when I was like, oh, I want to talk about valves, but valves are pretty simple. It's really the cams that do all the work, and uh, we really didn't cover those so good. So this is we're gonna cover it part two. Um, so yeah, your valves are super important. Like Brady said two weeks ago when he was here, and I hope he's doing well, quarantined up there on the ranch. Um, eating some cow, yes, and he was mentioned that heads is how you get 
air in to your motor and fuel into your motor, and it does all the mixing. So the heads is where all this great stuff takes place, and it's where the cam, well, overhead cams live, and it's also where um, rocker arms live if you have if you have a pushrod engine. And even if you don't have a pushrod engine, Spamela, I said she has a Hemi head, but she also has a rocker arm camshaft, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so yeah, the head is where all that stuff happens, and here's the thing people don't understand. Heads, yay. Uh, heads are, heads is how the air flows in and the air flows out, but how it does that is the valves. And that's why I was so excited to talk about them. Um, so first of all, valves look kind of like a saucer or a plate, a little tiny plate with a long stem. So you have the valve and the valve stem. Um, and they sit on these little things called seats and the seats are usually pressed into the head cause they're a different type of metal. Cause you, cause you don't want your head to wear and then you have to replace a valve and like your actual head is messed up and now you got to trash it because one valve is bad or you dropped a valve or scored a valve seat or something like that. So the seats are usually different um, different type of metal or like a different, uh, they're like pressed into the head. And that, when, you, when your valve is closed and the combustion chamber is closed, um, that seat is what the valve sits against. So obviously you want your seats and your valves to be the same shape because you want a tight seal. You don't want any air leaking in or out of your motor that reduces compression. And we'll talk about that in a second. That's bad. Um, so what happens when your camshaft rotates around and, or, and pushes your, either your push rods or pushes down on top of the valve or rocker arm or however you do it, where you uh, just... What it does is it opens that valve, and valves are measured in lift. Now, the lift comes from the cam. That's why I was like, we should have talked about cams more. Um, and then if you have a rocker arm and push rods, there's other ratios there at work too. So the cams might be look real big and fat and lumpy on one bike, and then like a push rod motor, they're different because then they have like the whole tap it, and push rod length and rocker arm ratio and all this other crap, there's more math going on how they open your valve. But the thing about valves is when you uh, look at pictures or videos of them, they look like they open about six feet. Uh, but to be honest, they open at like thousands of an inch. Um, and that's where you get your cam lift from. So a lot of cams, let's say you have like a cam uh, with like, you know, two thousandths of lift or three thousandths of lift or something. That is how far open it pushes the valve. And the lift is measured from uh, like the height of the, the nose part, the, the, the skinny part of the egg that's flipping around on that shaft. So yeah, that's how that's measured um, in, in lift from, I think it's like from center line or something like that. Uh, they rotate it around and then when it pushes your valve open, they measure, Hey, how far did that open? And so that's how your, how your cam lift is. Your cam lift is measured by how far it pushes the valve open. The, that doesn't mean that the valve or the cam is only five thousandths of an inch high. It just means that that's how far the valve pushes open. And like I said, there's rocker arms and all those sorts of moving stuff that happens to open that valve, especially if you have a, um, like a Harley Davidson or something. And I was trying to figure out Indians. I've never actually seen Indian specifications, even old Indians. So I'm pretty sure they have pushrod motors too, uh, but I'm just not 100% sure about how they work. So um, I do know how old BMW airheads worked. 
And the last time there was a BMW pushrod motor, I want to say was like 95 or something. Um, but BMWs have been overhead cams ever since I've been working with motorcycles. And so I started working in, in the motorcycle industry in 2005. And, uh, I can't think of any pushrod BMWs that I worked on. So everything that I knew from BMW was overhead cams. And then Wiggins and I were talking about now they've even moved into the uh, shiftable cams using like a little actuator. So we'll, all that stuff is very exciting. But yeah, the camshafts, they spin around. And let's talk about um, cams that are not overhead cams to begin with. So if you have a Sportster, Harley-Davidson Sportster, your cams are actually like on four separate little gears uh, and I think each gear, like I'm not really a huge, a big, huge Harley fan either, but I've seen the cam packs and I'm pretty sure that each gear has a one cam on it. So you have like literally, instead of a cam shaft, you have a cam gear and there's four little gears with little intermittent gears in between. Um, and so when your cams are spinning around, each one is pushing a push rod. And, uh, so each gear pushes on the bottom of a push rod, uh, or actually it probably is a tap it. So as the cam spins around, it's down there in the side case of your little sportster. And then the Milwaukee eights and the old twin cam touring bikes and all the dinas and all that stuff. Those were different. Those actually did have a cam shaft that had a couple lobes on each shaft. So we'll talk about that, uh, separately. They both worked the same way though. Um, and, and Harley Davidson's, if you look on the side of the motor down by the bottom, by the case, you'll see these little like covers with these tubes coming out of them. And those are the tappet covers. And inside there, the tappets as they're called, um, a tappet is literally just a piece of solid metal that pushes the valve up and or the uh, push rod up and down. And if you had an old car, like an old hot rod, you probably knew that. Um, but here's the thing. That's how they used to work. And tappets are so old school. I was reading this article on them today, actually, uh, and roller rockers and roller tappets and stuff like that. Those things have been around since the 1800s. I did not know that when they were making steam engines and weaving looms and big industrial stuff during the Industrial Revolution, like in the 1860s or whatever, they were using uh, roller tappets in motors already. And then during uh, the late 1800s, when people started making airplanes, um, same thing. The radial engines, they needed really high-quality stuff. They had these press fit um, uh you know, presses were really big and, and um, industrial engines were getting big. And so tappet technology and engine technology also needed to get really, really good. And so some of the first airplanes used um, roller tappets. Come World War One, when people, people are flying around like the Red Baron and stuff, roller tappet, they needed some stuff that uh, could take abuse. And if you don't know, Roller tappets and regular tappets. I'll, I'll explain the difference. So a tappet, like I said, is just like a a piece of round metal stock. Um, if you're if you're familiar with woodworking, it's like a dowel. And you, let's just say you cut like off a two and a half or three inch section of uh, 
a three quarter inch dowel or something like that. Um, that's what a tap it is. Just a, just literally a, a metal peg. Um, and the thing was, is that as your cam lobe is spinning around and cams have been in use forever too, like the same, same sort of thing. And during the industrial revolution, people were using cams on some of those first motors. We think of like the 1800s and people were still, um, you, you know, up until the twenties actually riding horses around. And in Arkansas, my family rode horses through the Great Depression up into the 50s. I think my dad used to get a – my great-grandpa never got his license. My dad, when he was 10 or something, would get a ride in the friggin' wagon. But at the same time, like in industrialized cities like Chicago and stuff, they had these huge printing presses and already, you know, making records and stuff. So it's a, it's crazy how far back this technology goes and we don't think of it as being, hey, they, they had cams and all this stuff way back in the 1800s. 1800s uh, as they were starting to build crazy printing presses and weaving looms and all this crap, right? So um, I digress, get back to the Harley Davidson's and all that stuff. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this technology had already been around for a while and they realized that a regular tap it, even though they still do exist, wasn't that great because as your cam is spinning around, you have this little solid piece of metal that it's pushing up and down. And your little egg shape is going to get dug into because that tappet has sharp edges. And, and they could sometimes machine those down a little bit. It's going to reduce the height of it, reduce the way it lifts. There's going to be a lot of weird stuff. I think they even made cams kind of rounded, uh, some of the older stuffs to so that it wouldn't um, – it would push the tappets a certain way so that it wouldn't like totally thrash the cam lobe because you got to figure pushing something that is uh, a cylinder, the edges are sharp, you know, the, the sides are of course round. If you think I sound like a maniac saying the edges are sharp, the sides are, are smooth because it's a cylinder, but think about the ends of the cylinder. Those are sharp. If you're pushing it up against a, an egg shape that's spinning around underneath it. So roller tappets came out and those have a wheel on the bottom. Harley Davidson has used roller tappets for quite a while. Um, and then we get into hydraulic lifters, which a tappet and a lifter is the same thing. They push your push rod up and down. Um, in the old days, it was a solid piece of metal and then your push rod sat on that. And there was no way to really get oil up to the top, flicking it off the chain, you know, off of a oiling system, this and that. But hydraulic lifters now, hydraulic lifters or tappets um, that are also roller tappets, I believe is like what Harley Davidson uses now. And that has a hollow push rod that sits on top of the tappet and the tappet rides on the cam. So as the cam is spinning around, it doesn't need as much oil now because it's rolling on a wheel. This tappet is like a little cylinder now. It's not a solid cylinder anymore that's scraping along the ca uh, cam lobe. Now there's a wheel under there. So the cam lobes could t last a lot longer, take a lot more abuse, and I think you could do like more aggressive grinds because if you, it wouldn't bind up against the side of your tappet or lifter. Uh, if you have a wheel on there, it can kind of roll. You can kind of do weird, um, funky shaped cam lobes now because there's a wheel rolling on it or like a little bearing. Right. And so you don't have to worry about, um, scraping against like a solid piece of cylindrical metal, uh, to go up and down to push your push rods up and down. So anyway, so yeah, roller tappets came out and revolutionized things. And 
as far as I know, Harley Davidson's um, have used them for quite a long time, and they got the idea from Indian, I think, of this article by Kevin Cameron was correct, and they got it from the people that were making airplanes back in the late 1800s. So, um, so yeah, these roller tappets is what rides on your cam, and most modern vehicles has roller tappets now, or roller lifters, and they're also hydraulic, which means that oil goes up into them, and they compress a little bit. So each time your cam pushes this wheel up, it pushes, it kind of squishes this tappet together, which acts kind of like a squirt gun or like one of those, you know, you pump up a, um, a bicycle tire. Sometimes you have those little hand pumps. You don't have like a full on gigantic pump. You have a little hand pump and every time you draw it back and then push it forward, it squirts a little air out. Well, that's how hydraulic lifters work. Every time the cam goes up, it pushes them and they kind of squeeze together just a little bit. And just for a second, I mean, we're talking like you need your micrometer to test it, but that squirts oil up. Well, where does the oil go? Well, the push rods now have a little hole in them. And I used to have a, um, I used to have a friggin' uh, big block um, 440 in my old Dodge Coronet, which originally came with like a 318 or something in it. Maybe not even that big. I forget it. Maybe a two 286 or something in it. And and I put a 440 in it. Um, and that baby had hydraulic lifters, but guess what? It didn't at first. Um, and so I had to change out not only the lifters or the tappets as we're calling them in, on a motorcycle. And I don't know where they got the different name tappet and motorcycle and, and lifter, but Harley Davidson calls their little things that go on the side of the bike a tappet cover. So it just seems to be like a common motorcycle terminology to call it a tappet. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the tappets um, squeeze together and kind of squirt some oil, and it goes up through your, um, what's it called, through the push rod now. And then that squirts out up on top where the uh, rocker arms and the valves are. So you really get a lot of lubrication uh, sent to the parts that need it when you have uh, um, hydraulic lifters or hydraulic tappets. And on the camshaft, you're not wearing it down, uh, like you would be if it was just grinding against a solid piece of cylindrical metal, you have a wheel that's down there rolling on it now. So you're really making things last a long, long time. Now let's get to the valves, which is this week's motor scan. So on a pushrod engine, your cam is spinning around, and remember it's shaped like an egg, so there's a period of time where the wheel isn't doing anything. And then when that little cam nose part that looks like the skinny part of the egg um, or the long part of the egg comes, it, that part hits and it pushes your tappet up, rolls it up on its little wheel. Well, that tappet has a connect uh, push rod on it, so that push rod now goes up. Well, now that push rod goes all the way up the side of your engine to your head. What happens up there in the heads? Well, in the heads, there's a little rocker arm. And rocker arms are going to be really hard for me to des to describe uh, using the magic of words. So let me use sound. So that's what a rocker arm looks like. And so the uh, push rod pushes on the back of the rocker, which makes the rocker rock. That's why they call them rockers. Figure, uh, Just imagine it like this. It's the teeter-totter that's in the top of your engine. And so when this teeter-totter gets pushed up on one side, what happens to the other side, folks, when you push up on something? That's right. The other side goes down. And when that side goes down, it pushes the valve open. Voila! That's how cams and valves are related. Now, BMW, 
the same thing, only BMWs are boxer engines. So just take your Harley Davidson motor, turn it, so now sideways, hey, now it's a, a Moto Guzzi, and that's probably how Moto Guzzi's work. I'm not 100% sure if they are uh, push rods or not, but back when, if they were when they were, that's how they worked. And now take your Harley Davidson motor and break it. This is sucky to have to do, but push those cylinders so that instead of being at a 60 degree or 45 degree V, they're down at 180 degrees apart from each other. So now they're an opposing boxer twin. Um, and it's the same exact way that the, uh, BMWs used to work and two valve motors are great because you have one push rod it goes up and it pushes that rocker and that rocker pushes open the valve so a two valve motor means that you have two valves one opens and lets air in and the other one opens and lets air out so that's your intake and your exhaust valves and like I said on a Sportster all your cams are down there on one gear so each gear is is each valve and on the Harley Davidsons, the big twins, the Milwaukee 8s, and the twin cams, I'm sorry, each lobe is pushing a, um, a uh, push rod up there and it's actuating the rocker, which is pushing open the valve. But my bike is four valve, you say. I have two uh, valves per cylinder instead of, I'm sorry, I have two valves on each uh, cam, not just. Uh, you know, two valves in the whole head. I have two, I have two intake and two exhaust. I have four valves per cylinder. God, that was hard for me to get out. Um, I have a four valve motor, which means you have four valves per cylinder. Okay. So this is where the beauty comes in. Cause now you don't have 12 pu uh, push rods going up there. You still only have one push rod going up for the intake and one push rod going up for the exhaust on the front cylinder and the real rear cylinder. So how do you have eight valves total in this motor, but only four push rods. Well, that's where the rocker arms come in. Cause now as your little cam is spinning down there and it's pushing on that roller tappet and that roller tappet is pushing the push rod up and the push rods are going up and it's pushing the teeter totter, which is your rocker arm. And actually Harley Davidson's man, they make this nomenclature easy. You have a rocker cover and a rocker box. I think you know what lives inside there, the rocker arms. Um, so on Harley Davidson's, the rockers have one little socket where your push rod goes in on the backside. But then imagine your teeter-totter now is in the shape, instead of just being an I, it's in the shape of a Y. <laughs> and the push rod is pushing on the single side, and the Y part that's split is pushing on your two valves. So that's how you use one push rod to open two valves. Um, and then, like I said, the, the lift and all that stuff is determined by the size of the nose on the um, or the tall, skinny part of the egg that's down there on your camshaft. And when that thing spins back around and it's just on the round part, the, the big fat part of the egg, that means it's not pushing up your tappet. So nothing's happening and your valves are closed. Um, valves, how do they close? This is interesting. Unless you have a Desmodromic motor like a Ducati, and I'm sure there's like 50 other race bikes out there that make these Desmo heads that I don't know about. Uh, the only one I 100% know about is Ducati. Um, that's interesting because Ducati's, the rocker arm is literally attached to the valve, so there's no valve springs. And we'll get into this in a second because you know that moving parts take away. You've always, I don't know if you've always heard, I, I say this like you have. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, you lose 
of your horsepower to like mo- like whatever your ho- brake horsepower is, that's down there at the actual motor running. And they hook it up and brake brake horsepower. They put it on an engine brake and they brake it at the flywheel. Um, not B-R-E-A-K, but B-R-A-K-E. They put a brake on the motor and see how much torque it, it uh, and horsepower it registers down there on the motor. Now add in all the friggin' valve train and everything else up top and, and all the moving parts that goes into making the motor work and you're losing horsepower, right? Um, that's, you know, so, and then factor in like, uh, uh, rolling resistance and like the shocks and the, the little drive dampers and everything else that, that makes things like more plush of a ride, you're losing stuff. So the more moving parts, the more you're eating up, your actual horsepower that you're producing to keep to move some of these parts around. And people always used to tell me it was 20%. So like, yeah, man, like you're already losing 20%, bro. Um, the thing is, is that like, uh, so if you have a desmodromic motor, you're eliminating the valves. And then we talked to the other day about heads when we were talking about them, two strokes don't even have valves. All they have is a stinking spark plug. So that's where you get away with having, um, making double the power because a you're making power on every uh two strokes rather than once every four strokes you're making power like every stroke pretty much um then or every other stroke whatever it is so you also don't have a bunch of moving parts so desmo motors get rid of like uh valve keepers actually i don't know how desmo valves are attached to the rocker arm but i'm assuming that they get rid of keepers I'm sure there's still got to be some sort of valve guide, but that doesn't really move. Um, but springs and all that crazy and rocker arms and all that crazy stuff, it's all part of the one thing. So we'll talk about that uh, in a second when we get deeper into balls, deep into valves. Um, but as far as like rocker arms and stuff like that and f- flowing of cams and this and that, that's how that stuff works is uh, it pushes your, pushes your valves open and then stuff starts coming in and out of your motor. Whee! And so you, first of all, your valves, they get closed because you don't have a Desmo motor. Not, not most of us. I know you do guys. I know, I know you up there do. One of you guys does. Yeah, you, I think Chad does. Chad has a Desmo motor. Um, and I'm sure that Chris does too. Um, and maybe Daniel, if you're still listening, Daniel, you might have a Desmo motor as well, or at least you, maybe you did, I forget. But you guys know would know way better than I do how that stuff works because I'm only a cheapo that has only ever owned sprung valves. So valves have springs. That's how they get closed. And when your rocker arm pushes down, if it were to just uh, go back and you know on the, on the round part of the cam – just flop back down, your valve would stay open. The way it gets closed is there's like a little um, groove on the end of the valve stem, the little stick that comes off the valve, and that there's like a little keeper that goes in there, and then there's a little plate, we'll call it, like a valve plate keeper washer deal that goes on top of the spring, and the little keeper, just through tension, man, just through pure friggin' tension and like you're not going to come loose on me, the force of the spring pushing on this like washer keeps these two little tiny half um, cylinder things in place. That's your keeper basically. And it keeps the valve uh, in place and it keeps the spring pushing on it. So when your rocker arm pushes it down, it's it's pushing it against the spring. And then when the rocker arm comes back up, 
your valve goes back up because the spring is pushing this washer that it's attached to back up there. Um, that's a hard way to explain it. If you don't know what a valve train looks like, I have one sitting right here next to me. Maybe I'll post up a blog on creativewriting.com, creative-writing.com. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's, that's valves in a nutshell. And it's so important how they work and how they how much lift they have and how much all of this great stuff that you get out of your cams uh, is kind of why I wanted to do cams part two. And um, for most of us, we probably won't get into this. What we do is we'll get into like, hey, I want to change out my exhaust and my intake, man, and already ruined the way my bike rides. <laughs> but once you want to start changing the actual like torque characteristics of your bike and the horsepower and the power band range, you do all that with the cams. And then your valves, eventually you're going to bust one. You know, when I got Spamla, uh, one of the valves, I think it was the exhaust valve, had a, uh, a little tiny pie-shaped wedge missing out of it. And so the top of the piston was all jacked up, and luckily the cylinder didn't get scored. It just sat there and ate it. Nom, 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 nom. But something happened. The valve stretched because when you have that spring pressing the valve closed all the time and it just sits there, you got to figure that your valve is like that all the time and eventually they're going to stretch. So you need to adjust them. And that is called adjusting the valves and keeping the proper distance. It's called valve lash. And uh, you, you need to check your valve lash. A lot of times um, there's some bikes that just apparently don't need it or have really high, like VFRs. I was looking into Brian Viffer's VFR the other day and VFRs have a really high um, valve maintenance interval. They suggest you do it at certain intervals, but people that own them, I went on a couple forums and they're like, yeah, like you really don't need to, you know, I was worried, like I've had this bike and I probably put like 5,000 miles on it and I've done a few oil changes on it. And it's like, I should, I do the valves like on Spamla, you have to do them every like thousand miles. And do I, should I have done Brian Viffer's valve five times? I used to have a three Volkswagen bugs too. And I swear to God, you have to change the valve, check the valve lash on those, like every oil change. And so every three months I was out there. Uh, and since I had three of them, I had them on a rotating schedule. I felt like I was out there every week, um, changing the, checking the valve lash and, and this and that. So hopefully the boys can tell you how to check valve uh, adjust your valves. That's what the plan was for this week's show. Uh, if if they follow through and do um, do as as I have asked, so I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I will tell you the different types of valves. Um, like I said, there's Desmo valves, and I have no idea how they're even attached or how they work. And um, they're probably the greatest valves ever because they're literally gear driven valves. The thing is, is you can't adjust anything on them. I don't think, and they'll never go out of uh, you, you don't have to adjust the valve lash, but if they stretch, you probably have to uh, replace them. But since they don't have springs with constant tension on them, pressing them closed and pushing... Um, how can I describe this to people that don't know how a valve is held closed and describe to you the amount of tension that's held on it? Anyway, somebody will, is probably screaming right now. You just tell them it's like this. But it's constantly pressing. The spring is to, to hold it closed. And... On a Desmo motor, you don't have that. So maybe they never, ever have to have the valves checked unless you, like, foul a plug and then just, like, get a bunch of um, 
terrible, terrible deposits on the valves or something like that. So anyway, so there's that. Um, like Spamla, I check the valve lash all the time, uh, at least at least th- every three months. Um, and and I, obviously every oil change. And usually before I go on a long ride, SR250s, naturally clacky and loud valve train. Um, and I really don't like it. And I always think there's something wrong. And I check it and it's like in specs. I'm like, cool. But there's a couple different types. And she has kind of like of a Honda type. And um, there, and, and it's similar to the VW Bug, actually, where you have the thing that um, presses the valve down is like a little screw, adjustment screw. And how it happens is Spamla has an overhead cam. And most of my bikes do. The only one that uh, I've never had a push rod motor, actually. Um, so all the bikes I've ever had have overhead cams, but but Spamla still has a rocker arm, and that's because the valves have to come in at certain angles. And if you have a one uh, overhead camshaft, how are you going to get a val- How are you going to make the lobes like stretch out and push? the um, valves down from like the outsides. They have to, especially in a Hemi head, they have to come in from the outside. So Spamla has a camshaft, but she also has rocker arms up there. And um, the rocker arms extend out. The cam rides in the middle, and then the the lobes push these little um, flat areas, and the teeter-totter leans out over the valve and pushes it in toward the motor. So make a long story short. So... Out there on the end is a little screw and a nut. And literally that's the all you have to do to adjust it is um, put a feeler gauge between the top of the valve and the bottom of that screw. And if there's an X amount of clearance, you're good to go. You don't want that getting down to nothing because then that means that the valve is getting so long that there's no clearance in between it. And when it's probably not closing all the way ever. Um, and so you just, uh, you use the little screw to, uh, either let the nut in or out to get the proper clearance in between them. And then you tighten the, or the bolt and then you tighten the nut. It's really all it is like a set screw in a way. Um, and that's how she works. But I also have a KZ, um, and that one doesn't have rocker arms. That one, literally the cam lobes push down each and every valve individually. So it has dual overhead cams, um, one for the exhaust and one for the intake. And it's got, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I guess it's got two valves per motor per cylinder. I mean, um, and each lobe is, uh, each cylinder has two lobes so that that ride directly over it. Uh, on the exhaust side and push down the exhaust valves. And then on the intake side, they push down the intake valves. So that's the other way. If you don't have rocker arms, if you don't have a pushrod motor, you know, if you have a pushrod motor, you have rocker arms automatically. But even like Spamla, she's a thumper. Um, there's, and, and the XT, actually, there's an XT uh, 250 that came out for a couple of years that actually did have dual overhead cams. So instead of having rocker arms, it had a couple cams that actually the actual cam lobes, the eggs, pushed the valves down directly on top of the valves. But Spamla uses one cam and rocker arms to do it. So she's kind of like half Harley, half uh, overhead cam. And then, like I said, my KZ has um, shim under bucket uh, valve adjust, you know, adjustment with the cams uh, pushing directly down on top of the, uh, the valves via, you could call it a lifter or a follower 
or tap it, I guess, if you want. But hopefully the boys describe that um, when they go into their in-depth of how to adjust these valves because it's it could be a total pain in the neck. Um, the thing is, this bike's at 83, shim under bucket. There's uh, the cams right on instead of a tap it. They don't have anything to push up from underneath. They're not pushing up a push rod or anything. They're literally just pushing down on the top of the valve. But you can't have a camshaft pushing down on top of the little tiny head of the valve. So they have the tap it or the follower or whatever it is you want to call it on top of the valve um, and the cams riding on it. So it still is like a lifter or a follower or a tap it. Only instead of riding underneath the motor, like I was describing to you in a pushrod engine, they literally sit on top of the valves. And then the bucket part is that there's like this little metallic um, top. And if you were to take that off, you would see the um, like the top of the valve and like a little shim. And that's how you adjust the spacing in between the cam and the top of the follower or the tappet cover or the bucket, whatever the hell you want to call it. Oops, I'm sorry, little kids, whatever the heck you want to call it. Um you adjust these shims. So you can imagine that they're like, they come in like thousands, <laughs> you know? And um, so you get a pack of like 30 probably because there's uh, eight valves in this four-cylinder motor. Um, and you've got, uh, or eight valves, or is there 16? God, I need to take this thing apart. I can't remember. I think there's only two valves. So anyway, there's per uh, there's one intake, so that's four. Yeah, I think this is only an eight-valve motor. Um, but at any rate, um, so you have at least eight or 16 or 32 or 46, 97, however many shims it's going to take you to get that adjusted just right. Um, and I got to tell you, modern-day ZX-10R 2020, same shim under bucket um, adjustment of these valves. And so, yeah, like you think that things would change. You think that, that statement when people say like, yeah, motorcycles have pretty much been the same since yada, 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 you know, 40, 50 years ago. Um, yeah, they have, especially when it comes to tappets, which have been roller tappets for quite a while. And especially when it comes to adjusting valves and stuff like that, I guarantee Spamela's little screw that she has on there. Same for like a, uh, a Honda like in the 80s, you know, and 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 they still I think some of the Civics still have that crazy thing. So, um the only other thing that we that Chris and I already did talk about was how camshaft technology is changing. I was just looking at a Concourse uh 14 and those actually do have two cam sensors. And I was like, oh, what's I forget why these have two cam sensors. And I was looking at it, and it's that's right. They have an actuator on the side of the camshaft. Um, I didn't really get into like lift and all that stuff and, and advancing the timing and like the duration and the overlap and all that great stuff. But uh, I guess I could. We're at two hours, and I don't want to bore you to death, but you are trapped in your house. You're kind of stuck with me here. So, uh, And I've really only been talking for about 45 minutes, right, because some little kids um, had a fun show earlier too. So maybe I'll go on for like 10 more minutes, and that's it. I don't want to kill you. But So let's talk about cams and how you get all that great stuff because this also affects how your engine runs. I think I mentioned to you already that affects how your – uh, the power band of your engine. And if you have low end torque or high end, uh, power, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's all in the cam. Um, and it all kind of has to do with how it opens the valves and whatnot. So, uh, the cam lift, uh, is how far open it lifts the valves. Um, but that's also, uh, there's like 
how the duration of the cam is measured. There's actually some really good hot rod. If you go into any hot rod uh, YouTube channel, they'll talk about all this stuff because hot rod dudes are like, yeah, uh, they're all about them cams, them lumpy cams. So lobe separation, I think when Chris and I were talking I was saying like, yeah, like when you have your, all your, your eggs sitting on your piece of sausage here, which is like the lobes on the shaft. And I said, they're all kind of rotated at certain degrees from each other, whether it's 90 degrees or 180 degrees, they're not really that far. They're like, they're like a hundred degrees, um, to 120 degrees. Like if you move it just a little bit, there's like this parallax sort of mathematics that goes into it. And like the the paradigm shift can make a huge difference. So just a few degrees makes a huge difference. Um, the closer your cam lobes are together when you're looking down the shaft, like if you look down the shaft and your cam lobes kind of make like a V, then um, you're going to have a lumpy cam and I think it's going to idle rough. Um, but if they're a little bit further apart, that's going to smooth it out because it's going to decrease the valve overlap, which is the amount of time that the intake and the exhaust valves are open together. Um, and it's going to make it a lot smoother running and smoother idle. But I think it's also going to give you less low end torque or something like that. Like I'd have to go back and read my stupid book on camshafts and crankshafts to figure all that stuff out. I haven't read it in a long time. Um, so I am in, by no means an expert like this. When, once you start getting into the cams, you're in deep territory, but, um, but yeah, so you start getting into that sort of stuff and, and the duration and the overlap and all that. And that's just kind of where the valve lobes sit in relation to each other. Um, your intake and your exhaust. And then a lot of people say, yeah, I want a big cam, you know, bigger is always better. Just like exhaust louder is always better. Everybody knows that it makes you go faster. Uh, and so when you, you know, you go and you get it out of the box and it's like, oh man, these numbers need to be bigger. <laughs> well, when you put it in your motor and it actually doesn't work as good, it's because there's a lot of factors that go into figuring stuff out. Just like changing your freaking tire size or wheel size can affect the handling almost to the point of killing you. Uh, and cause you know, it affects your rake and trail. Same thing with the camshaft. You can really lose power by putting, uh, like a stage four kit into a bike that's not tuned for it. And then you got to remap like on modern day bikes, you got to remap and retune and do all that stuff. Um, I guess the old days you had to rejet and, you know, reflow. Damn. Someone just popped a wheelie outside. Um, so yeah, so the, the cams, uh, when you start lifting the valves like pretty high, uh, your head, if it doesn't flow that much air in, imagine having a coffee cup. And when your cylinder uh, gets filled with air by the piston going down, the piston's traveling down in the stroke, that's going to create vacuum and suck in air. And so your cam shaft spins to a perfect time because it's driven off your crankshaft usually, Right. Um, and it's going to open your exhaust or your intake valve. Yay! Which is going to start letting air come in. Now, if you have a super high lift cam or like a too big of a cam, only a certain amount of air is going to be able to rush in there. And then if, if it's open for too long, it's going to actually start flowing backwards out because atmospheric pressure and pumping losses and all this crazy stuff that I've covered in like a, a couple episodes a hundred years ago starts to happen and atmospheric pressure, um, and stoichiometric, like 
ratios just go out the window because you're like you're leaving stuff open too long. You're not creating enough of a vacuum. You're not creating pressure in there. When it goes to compress, it's going to blow it all back out because it didn't close soon enough. Um, so yeah, bigger does not always mean better with the cam. Um, and it all depends on how well your head flows. So going back to the heads, uh, the valve train, the cams, and the heads is all a very important part of how your motor runs. And I would say more than piston size or piston stroke, like that can affect a lot of stuff, but mostly your heads is where most of the action happens, mostly uh, partially because that's also where the um, the fuel, uh, you know, everything that happens is kind of goes off what is anticipated and what, what you're building that part of the motor for. So how much fuel flows in, the, the amount of vacuum, and so the amount of air and fuel that can get sucked in. Um, so therefore the jets on your carbs, what they need to be like all that stuff or not carbs, I'm sorry, and throttle bodies and, and fuel injector sizes and nozzles and all that stuff. Anything that you're doing, uh, bef- after that fact is determined pretty much ahead of time by these pieces that you're putting in the top of the motor. So that's why I thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about it and kind of fun too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We're already at, uh, that filled up six minutes pretty quickly. So we're at two hours and six minutes. Um, where I'm going to tell you the challenge right now that, uh, Chris Singsheim gets full credit for this. He thought of this is pretty funny challenge. I want us all to get out there if our state and city permits it. Cause like, I don't want anybody to get arrested. Um, if they're saying don't, you know, the police are enforcing this, don't go out, then don't go out. But, um, if you can get out and if you can ride, um, do this, take your picture in front of a restaurant that has people inside of it. (laughs) That was such a good thought of his, um, uh, get a photo in front of a restaurant with people inside. Yep, that's what his text says. I had to re-verify. So yeah, that's going to be this week's challenge. Go out and get a picture of a restaurant with somebody inside. Post them up to our Facebook page, um, Creative Writing Podcast on Facebook, um, and just go ahead and post them up there anywhere and maybe hashtag it with like, challenge week one or something like that. We'll just, we'll think of something dumb. Um, And then... Yeah, let's all do this. I'm going to try and do it too. I have <clears throat> not really been riding around. I know it's kind of hard for me to look inside restaurants while I'm trying to ride, but maybe with no traffic on the road, there will be that uh, possibility. There was like very little traffic today. I was I, I was able to pull out of, I went to a drive-thru today because I want to support local business and I wanted a burritos. Yum, yum. And so I'm never able to pull out of this drive-thru ever. It takes me like 25 minutes and finally a polite old lady that sees somebody trying to pull out. I was finally able to pull out of this thing with not another car in sight for the first time in my desperate, pathetic life. So uh, the drive-thru had somebody in it, but not the restaurant. So yeah, this week's challenge, ride around, get a picture of somebody inside a restaurant and due to the lack of traffic, I will be able to ride probably and look in restaurants and, and hopefully spot that uh, person that's not in one. Um, it has been fun. It's been cold and windy AF. Oh, yeah, that's the last thing I wanted to do. Um, I keep slapping my leg. I hope you can hear that. I'm going to have a red leg by the time I go inside. Um, last thing I want to leave you with is uh, if you are stuck and you want to watch some movies, I was thinking about it today. 
You can go binge watch Game of Thrones right now, and it will feel like, I don't know, it, it, t- t- today it made sense. There's this group of baddies in that show, and you won't be hipster for it because it's already over and everybody already knows what happens, so don't worry about it. You just go back and binge. My wife's watching Lost again for some reason. Um, but yeah, so go and watch Game of Thrones. It's a little bit long, but you can binge watch it now that you're home all day. Um and it is these baddies. I'm not going to tell you their names, but it is like the forces of evil, which equals the coronavirus, versus the forces of good, which is everybody staying inside and self isolating, um, and and then all the party goers that were going out and get and the, they're going to be getting everyone else sick. Those are the battling kingdoms. So you'll get it once you start watching it. But I feel so right now. Uh, so like one of the guys in this place called Winterfell, because it has been nothing but pouring all week. I, I got out and rode the other day in between 15 minutes from when it was like raining. Um, and that's the last time I got a ra- ride because I've been working and then it's raining all afternoon. So I haven't not been out on my bike since whenever I posted that video on Instagram earlier this week. Um so that's kind of crazy. I really do feel like one of the people at Winterfell just waiting for darkness and doom to come in. And just trying to fight it off with all my uh, might. So that's that's would be good to binge watch that right now. Um, I am currently myself watching this show called Sherlock Holmes. It's a British show. And it's fabulous. Um, stars uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think that's his name. Or Benjamin Cumberbatch. Or Tom Brady Cumberbatch. Um, it's a good show. And I like it because he's a crazy weirdo that's like pretty smart. But he's... Uh, just to be um, faithful to the original Sir Conan Doyle books, Sherlock Holmes like was so weird he didn't know certain things, and they've already pointed out that this Sherlock didn't know that the know the name of the planets or really that the Earth revolved around the sun. He didn't know how the solar system worked, so he's uh, that kind of stays consistent to the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle books, where Sherlock Holmes is a master of deductive science and reasoning, but totally naive to the fact of like some regular ordinary things that we take for granted. Um, and what else am I watching right now? That's really good. Oh, uh, God, I can't remember. Um, well, my wife's watching intervention. If you want to watch that, but I've heard that these movies like pandemic and, um, Omega man and, uh, children of man, Chickens take over the world. We will see you next week. Uh, yeah, this was a kind of a crazy show, but we're kind of crazy times. 
I'll be doing the Bozozoku bike build-off, so all of you stay fresh out there. Stay flappy, stay flabby, stay drunk, stay off the beach, stay at home, you idiot! Self-quarantine. And with that, give us an email, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com, all one word, just like that. Check us out on Instagram, Creative Writing Podcast, on Twitter at creative underscore writer. And if there's anything motor-related, please let us know. I think everything's done for the year so far, so I'm not 100% sure. But, uh, yeah, go out there, get a picture of somebody in a restaurant eating uh, on your motorcycle Make sure you and your motorcycle Are in front of it Doing a wheelie Have somebody else Take your picture uh, I don't give a rat um, Also Hope your kids Enjoyed this part of the show We try to keep it kid friendly I'm 100% sure I did So If your kid heard something They never heard before Slap them And uh, tell them They learned something today On Creative Writing And with that We're out of here I hope everybody Enjoys The rest of your quarantine We're going to be back Next week Hopefully the Nokomoto boys Teach you about valves And how to adjust them. But we're going to have some more motor-related stuff next week. No kids on next week's show, so it won't be such a crazy, uh, benevolent... All right. Creative writing out. New boots! Shoo.